Welcome to Vintage Questions, a podcast where we drink some coffee, ask a lot of questions, and sometimes come up with answers. My name's Michael. And I'm Chris. Let's pour the coffee, hold the cream and sugar, and get this conversation started. of Vintage Questions. My name is Michael. Hi, my name is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So anyway, today uh, we are going to be doing another one of the Atlas Coffee Club coffees. This one is from India and it has uh, three different tasting notes we should be looking for. So this first one, I'm not sure how to pronounce correctly. I think it's marzipan. Um, next one's easy, milk chocolate. And the last one is raisin. Interesting. This is going to be different. Yeah. So I'm a little interested in that. This one is a medium roast and it's kind of on like the lower end of medium on like the scale, you know, yeah, the little sliding scale thing. That yeah. Have. Yeah. So for a little bit more details on our coffee notes to be looking for, discover hints of marzipan followed by a milk chocolate sweetness and the deep fruitiness of raisin making its U.S. debut. We're incredibly excited to share this exceptional coffee with you. So that sounds good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested. It is one of those ones where I'm just, I don't know. I'm not really expecting how I can expect, uh, I would, how would I phrase that? I'm not sure how to, I'm not really sure how <laughs> I, I know would the take words. those. Yeah, I know. I'm not really sure how I would take all those flavored combos and put them together. Yeah. So I'm a little. So a little raisins curious. and candy and. Yeah. And marzipan, which I had to Google because I was like, what the heck is that? Uh, apparently in the U.S., it's just a almond candy loaf. Oh. So, yeah, there you go. I didn't see that on the British baking show that I usually watch. So I don't know why I think Australia when I think the word marzipan. Is yeah. that wrong? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have no clue. I mean, I have the Internet. But I just don't care enough to be able to really nope. like check that out. Do it. So anyway, while we're waiting for our coffee to cool, per usual, we're going to jump into what we've got going on nerdiness for this week. Yeah. Um, starting off with trailers. What about you? Anything? Um. Yes. Okay. I saw... The Little Mermaid teaser trailer they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My eyes are wide open staring at Chris because I have no idea what he's talking about. Please continue. I'm yeah. interested. Live yeah. action. It, it's a, it's a, literally a teaser. So okay. it starts off just by you hearing some of the music, like, and then goes into a couple little scenes where you kind of see her swimming and like her tail uh, and stuff uh, like that and going through stuff. And then, and then it ends with her singing a part song, right? A part, part of one of the songs that, right. um, so I don't want to ruin it for you. So I'm not going to say it. No, no, no. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No, that's really cool. Um, yeah. See it and see, see what you think about it. Little Mermaid is one of those movies where it's not even like in like my top 10 Disney animated movies. But the soundtrack is in like my top five. Yeah. Absolutely love the songs from it. But like the movie itself, I'm like, eh, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's just like, eh, you know? Well, it's a Disney princess movie. So is Mulan, but it's still one of my faves. Yeah, I understand that. But Mulan would fall into your category of what you would like. Exactly. Not this, the typical Disney princess movies. That's fair. So that's, fair. Um, that's really cool. I did not see that one at all. Yeah. Um, There's a lot. Of, I'll tell you, there is a lot of hate. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, People are terrible. Yeah. 
I remember when they first talked about casting, yeah. like at this point, maybe two, two and a half years ago. And the girl that they originally were going to do, I don't know if it's still her, because um, I don't know if she might have aged out of it by this point or whatever. Like Haley Bailey or something like that. I forget how to that, I think that might still be the same girl. Say it. Beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, she's not white. And so everybody lost their collective minds. Yeah, she's she has <sighs> red-toned dreadlocks. So, um, yeah. I mean, it looks cool to me. I, I just... Yeah. I, I read some of the comments and people are bigots, dude. Like, it's just... It's one of those things where every time one of these stupid things happens, it's just like a little bit shocking, right? Mm. For It's like, you you know it's still there, right? But until all of a sudden it smacks you in the face, sometimes you just kind of forget for like a day or two and you're like, oh yeah, people still suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm interested to see it. You're not a huge fan of the Disney live action movies. I haven't seen a single one. Yeah, I, I happen to like them. That's a um, lie. I saw Aladdin. I'm sorry. Except for Aladdin. I was forced to watch Aladdin. <laughs> and Aladdin. I it was horrible. Aladdin was, so you saw the one that I hated. I will admit that I did see the one that collectively seems to be the most disliked of the live actions. Will Smith as the genie is like the worst thing. Plus it's like, well, they CGI'd every CGI'd his body and everything. I don't know. It was just the problem I had was like Will Smith playing the part. I didn't really have an issue with the part being the version of Will Smith. I had a problem with, you know what I'm saying? Like if Will Smith being a genie for a random dude in like that setting, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. But the second you make him Aladdin and now you're having to compare that genie to Robin Williams genie, that's where the issue is. They should have just used a comedian or someone with like some comedic talent. Like Will Smith, he's a one trick like pony. Stand up, uh, yeah. Sorry, like his type of humor is he does one type of humor, and that's what he does. And it's not even it's it doesn't hit anymore because you know it's his personality. He's just being himself basically when he's trying to be funny. So no, I agree. I agree. You know, sorry, I was I was looking up at the uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back uh, poster that you have on the wall, and I just noticed <clears throat> that in the background they have one of the like satellite dish uh, cannons from the Battle of Hoth, and I just hadn't noticed that before and i was like oh oh that's cool <laughs> there it is yeah just kind of threw me off sorry about that mm-hmm. no but that's cool uh when is it supposed to come out uh i saw i don't know, I saw a couple different things they moved that date so many times it's fair thinking um it's in 2023 it's somewhere april next... time frame really? or something like that i was gonna say i, I was gonna guess like fall of next year based it, upon it a teaser now is. but I, I was reading through the twitter uh mm, on, mm. and they said something about april but then it could have been moved to like November. Yeah. I mean, everything's a little fickle right now. So, but next year, that's cool. That's <laughs> very cool. Um, I saw two different things. The first one, I, I I'm going to make you watch be, I'm, I'm going to make you watch both of these before I leave today. Okay. So the first one, well, I'm going to make you watch little mermaid. So there. I'm, I'm going to watch that regardless, <laughs> sir. Uh, the first one was the second trailer for black Adam. I did see that. Tell me that that did not make the movie look better. I have concerns though. So do I. <laughs> My concerns are those we've seen now collectively bunch of different scenes. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the whole movie, all the here's, cool parts of the movie. Here's my thing. I think, I think that we've seen a portion of every single major action scene, but I think we only saw basically three scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's just chopped. I will say this: Can we give a small clap of the hands for um, Warner Brothers for not? 
not showing The Rock joining up with the Justice Society to fight the bad guy. Yes. I also want to mention that Golf I am... claps every I, all around. I got, I got giddy when they actually said Justice Society in there because uh-huh. I'm a Justice Society fan. Yeah. Yeah, you I are. like the comics. Yeah. And, and uh, so I heard that. I'm like, yay. They called it what it is. How about when Amanda Waller showed up on screen? Did yeah. that make you immediately go, what the... Because it made me... What the Affleck is... No, what? no, no, no. Efron. What the Efron? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We did Efron. We did Efron. I like that. Efron's yeah. way better. But yeah, no. Um, it, it makes me curious how this is going to be. Like, once I saw that, immediately my mind goes that the JSA has been dissolved or disgraced or no longer relevant. And this is their, like, coming out of retirement mission. Right. And it's like, one last job type situation. It'd be cool if it's that, but then they have to form with other heroes and it's the new Justice Society. Um, So Ooh. basically it would just be just the next generation heroes of the people that are in the Justice Society, So, which they've done too. So that's interesting. That would be cool if they just threw some people in there for that. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I think that it definitely does have potential. Obviously, like we've talked about for the past like couple, two or three weeks. I want to see it, obviously. Yeah. But also, <laughs> The Rock has caused a a perfect triangle for me, right? Where his hype train was was working on me, working on me. Then it hit like that peak about three weeks ago, and then it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it, it started going down. My concern is he's gonna do what he's done for his other movies is overhype it, and I'm not gonna like it. Right. I mean, like Fast and the Furious or whatever it is. Like, you know, he starts Hobbs and Shaw or Sean. Yeah, talking about and then it's I don't know. Here's my thing. The bar is not very high, right? I think we're going to end up having a good time. Yeah, of course. So at least we'll get some cool action scenes. The CG looks pretty good so far and everything that we have seen, of course. I like the... I like the one scene now where you see him catch the the bullet and say in the whatever language it is he's saying it, your magic is weak. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah. So we're gonna get a fish out of water situation, obviously. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna guarantee that it's better than Morbius. <laughs> We'll come back to that note later. We did, um, a, we did a thing. <laughs> we did a thing. So the second one is a is a redemption. All right. Tulsa King. Okay. It is a show yeah. that on November 13th will be streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay. Starring Sylvester Stallone. Okay. It's like a mobster type show. Has a lot of people from a lot of like the big shows, like, you know, writers, producers, blah, 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 blah. So like you got Breaking Bad people, you got The Sopranos people, you got... Um, I think there's one guy that even said like The Wire. I don't know. Like a whole bunch of like the big ones. Sure. It looks good slash hilarious. Okay. It's like uh, basically give you like the smallest of synopsis because I don't even remember all of it. It's like a two and a half, three minute long trailer, right? Dude, let me give you some more nouns to make it easier. Uh, Sylvester Stallone goes to prison for like a thing, right? Did a thing. For the mob. Okay. Comes back out and he's like, yeah, I'm back. Right. And they're like, cool. We want you to go to Tulsa. And he's like, what? <laughs> and basically it's now he's has to go and he's going to slowly try to basically take over. Oh yeah. So there's some funny stuff. Um, I laughed out loud like twice. Okay. And I was like, this, this looks good. It's a lot of Sylvester Stallone walking around 
around in suits. Okay. Going into like dispensaries and having it's another one of those fish out of water type situations where okay. he's been in prison for 25, 30 years. So when he, the world he lived in at one point is no longer that world. Right. right. At one point he makes a reference to uh, like, you know, having discos <laughs> and the guy's like discos, really? Hmm. You know? So, you know, there's going to be a couple of those types of jokes. Um, it, it looks like it could be a pretty good show. Okay. So I'm excited. All right. When you started talking about it first, I haven't heard about this, by the way. Neither had I. So I thought you were going to start going down the road of like like Tulsa, like like the Tulsa massacre thing. I uh, no idea. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a proud moment in U.S. history, put it that way. And I'm like, ah, uh, should we go down this path right now in this podcast? <laughs> so, oh, no. It's literally like a it's, mobster show. But it's like a mobster show. Yeah. Okay. It just happens right, to take place it. in Tulsa. Got it. Got it. Jesus. Okay. All right. Anywho. Um, no, but that was a, it's a, I think the trailer came out in the last like two or three days. So it's, it's like just dropped this week. Um, but that's the first thing I think I've seen on Paramount plus that I'm actually like, Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. So, um, it's not on Amazon. Shocker. Well, you know what? I heard the next day after we watched The Samaritan, I heard it on the on the radio advertised like three or four times. They really, really just yeah, yeah. My question. I to wonder that if it is, dropped on uh, on the score for your, your little Rotten Tomato I'm thing. I'm going that you, to immediately pull that up that you love um, so much. I love it because it's so stupid. Your credible sources. Um, the thing that I, I just think is so crazy is it seems like people like it. Yeah, maybe we're just overly critical. I don't know. I don't. The Samaritan. I don't know, man. I would leave it. I keep on wanting to type in the before Samaritan. Oh, it's just Samaritan? It's just Samaritan. Got it. Um. Okay, so I'm going to have to... The current scores are a 40% from critics and a 75% from audience. Not 75%. It's just way too It high. dropped. Did it drop? It was like in the 80s, I want to say. It was? I'll have to... I have it written down Um. in my notes. I just don't have it up right now. Do you get from the... the, the uh, show you were just talking about you saw the preview do you get like a get carter vibe from like that's what other people in i never i don't think i ever saw get carter oh okay if i did it was like completely and totally under my radar it's just a sylvester stallone movie he was right, like, like a gangster guy people people said that in the comments oh interesting yes hmm. so that's that's why i heard of that so apparently i did not write down what this stuff was for the samaritan before oh so yeah that's unfortunate so i don't have like a, a total of what it was there now I have it written down, so we'll see if it continues to drop. We'll be on Samaritan Watch going forward. No, it's not. Um, I don't really want to spend that much time on it, to be honest with you. Nope. I want to kind of forget about it and move along with my life. Yep. Um, now, as far as trailers, did you see any other trailers? I mean, not that I can recall. Probably little thumbnail ones here and there, mm. um, you know, as I'm scrolling through something to watch. But nothing, nothing that stood out to me like, oh, I have to talk about this one. I saw one other trailer, and I, I'm trying trying to life me remember the name of it it's a it's a war movie i think it was like all quiet on the western front no and it's it looks okay mm. uh it's it's one of those things where you can tell it's gonna be like a a mental type situation sure in the sense where like from what a the trailer's not one of those like in a world where like it spells it all out for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a little bit more sophisticated. So like it shows a kid joining the military and like not 
knowing what he's getting himself into mm. and then him experiencing it mm. and just that like i've seen way too many things look on his face covered in blood and gore and guts and mud and everything oh. it's a world war one one oh yeah and so it looks like it might be a little heavy yeah but it probably is going to be good it's just that you know i wasn't in the mood today to find something like super heavy yeah yeah <laughs> so i just it didn't click with me but it, it it looked high quality it just didn't click with me that's all i hear you right. yeah um i mean the only other thing i don't know, you want to call it a trailer a glorified trailer is the obi-wan uh, uh documentary thing we'll they get did to that i have that in a different category it was basically a trailer movies we didn't have anything else for trailers right nothing else okay um do you watch any movies this week i don't recall if i've watched <laughs> Any movies myself this week? I I don't think so. I th- I think I've mostly just show type stuff I've watched. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Um, up until today, I was right there with you. It's just. Mm. I think we say this every week, but it's just been a it's been a crazy week. Things just keep popping up. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, if it could just be less fun for a couple of weeks, that'd be great. Actually, yeah. we could just put a request in. Um, but today I did end up watching um all but the last like fifteen minutes of Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm. Um, me and the kid while making dinner, we threw it on the iPad and we're just like hanging out in the kitchen watching it. Nice. Um, so like you know, it was one of those where we weren't watching, watching, watching it it was on and we were watching it and like joking around and commenting about it and laughing about like different things uh so it was fun uh, i still enjoyed it um one thing that it's not going to fix any of your issues with the movie okay but one thing i didn't notice before is in the very very beginning when gore is first getting to the uh, oasis uh-huh the second that he hits the ground he cuts himself on the sword before anything goes ow oh okay i did not notice that i'm thinking that's when the influence really started taking that hold. that makes more sense that that little bit that makes helps more sense a little bit yeah but like i said i know that's not gonna fix all your problems but i did notice that and i was like oh because remember it's only the second time seeing it. i didn't try to bootleg it so yeah yeah as soon as i found out how quick it was gonna come to streaming i'm like i'm not gonna waste watching a second time in like crappy quality i'll just yeah. wait a month yeah all the marvel stuff comes out so quick nowadays yeah i um so, so uh, this is i guess you can consider it a movie more like a feature uh but i watched the documentary to that like the making of and i huh, it's funny you say that I did not see the documentary as an option mm. until after I had exited out of the movie before I was coming over here and I was going, oh man, because I would have watched that instead because yeah. you know how I am with behind the scenes stuff. So that was more of a behind the scenes thing than the Obi-Wan uh, feature. Oh. Was. All right. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to combine this movies category with our TV and streaming categories just so we can go ahead and throw that Let's one out that here. In there. Let, let me so, say this real quick. Obi-Wan, a Jedi's return is what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I found out that this was coming out about three weeks ago. We talked about it on one of the podcasts. I got yeah. excited for it. And yeah. I was super psyched because I was like, this is the stuff I like. I'm going to end up liking this more than I like the Obi-Wan show. It was an hour of everybody congratulating themselves. It was terrible. It Like, don't get me wrong. There was some like funny you know, anecdotes that different people said and did and whatnot. And there were some cool things that you saw when you got to see different people's like reactions to seeing like the volume for the first time and things like that. But it's just like 
like, I don't care. So you'll care more about the Thor one. And they talk about the volume as well. And and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, that's this awesome special effects screen, studio screen that they came up with, I believe for The Mandalorian, yeah, I want to say. Was, that was originally what it was made for. It was it was made from scratch. And, and it's it pictured like an IMAX, like a full room. That's like IMAX, uh, you know, screen. And it, more or less, but it's like LED. I think it's actually all LED screen, right? It is. So basically what it is, is it's a... A 360 um, degree LCD screen that goes about 20 feet up in the air and then also has a ceiling portion too. It's a room that is a movie. Mm -hmm. So it's think of it as the backdrop. So when you're trying trying to shoot like a destination scene, they can just put that on screen and have stuff playing behind you of like birds flying by or whatever it is, a sunset and, and all the coloring and lighting and everything. So actors actually have something to look at and respond to as opposed to just looking at green screen nothingness. Well, not only that, the thing that I think is the coolest is that you get accurate lighting. Yeah. And the way that the uh, the screens are programmed is that as the camera moves around the set itself, the screens adjust to fit into the camera so that it replicates what it would have been like on location. Right. And the best thing about this is they can go on location, take a shot, right, and do like a five-minute loop or whatever of the perfect time frame of exactly what they need and they can shoot as many takes as they want because now they can just press stop rewind start again yeah and so it opens so much things also you're no longer having to have these huge sets to make things look realistic you can have a small four or five pieces of real things and then everything else is made to look like it you can't even tell all your scenery all your background uh, it's oh it's beautiful and, and and I'll even say not even going to the set like that whole part, like going to a destination, but just completely made up places like fantasy stuff um, because that stuff doesn't exist. So now actors, they'd have to put that stuff in post-production, right? Where right. where actors have to use their imagination and read the script of, oh, you're in outer space and there's star whizzing by your head or whatever. It, you know, I don't know. Um, they don't have to imagine that anymore. That's something that they it could just happen around them. They can react to whatever's going on on the screen. And and, and they can actually act, you know, right. <laughs> not just react, but like, you know, use, use their acting ability um, in, in that moment. And some of it's more genuine. And, and they mentioned that in this in this documentary a little bit where Chris Hemsworth, uh, Hemsworth, whatever his name is, is talking about. <laughs> it's tired <laughs> late, man. Oh, man. Uh, Everybody that's in the Thor movies, you just can't say their last names. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> I can see um, But but uh, he's talking about like a sunset. He's like looking at it and it's like, yeah, you, you actually can like act now, you know? That's really cool. I, I think that places like the volume are going to become uh, much more uh, uh, prevalent in the future. I, I, I just feel that feeling. I think that every studio is going to end up with one of those like lots. Oh, yeah. Or, or uh, soundstage, I should say, that has something similar to the volume because it's just, it opens up so many other doors, you know? So, cool. um, um, one other thing about that, which I don't want to ruin this documentary before you say anything else, but I will say this part because it made me like the movie more and I want to tell you that. So you can be semi a little more happy. <laughs> inside because Mike hates that I hate this movie I know it but no, uh, it's it's not that I hate that you hate it I don't give a crap what you think <laughs> I hate that you hate on it 
there's the difference. This is coming from the guy who hates on anything that you would cherish or like in life. And he does it and he thinks it's funny. So, But I am justified in my hating on because yeah, I have real reasons. There are a lot of people who don't like this movie also. So Yeah, they're called DC fanboys. <laughs> it's just not a good movie comparison in comparison. Uh, I mean, I have ratings that say otherwise. That's okay. So Thor Love and Thunder from critics was a 65% and a 77% for um, audiences. It's fun. It was a fun movie. It just wasn't a good movie. It's fun. <laughs> just not good. That's okay. We can have fun watching a movie. Oh. It wasn't very good. Um, but I will say this. The shadow creatures mm. um, that, that appear, that come out. See, so he was... Uh, Who's the, he? The director. Oh, Taika. Taika. Um, I, I did not say his name because I did not want to butcher it. Okay. I, I honestly didn't catch on that that's what you were doing. I just was like, oh, do you mean Christian Bale or do you no. mean... I didn't know who Taika. you were talking about. Sorry, Taika. Yeah. He uh, he was reading the script or going something with, with the script with his daughter in the room. And she's like, oh, what's that? You know, um, what are these shadow creatures or whatever? He's like, I don't know. She's like, what do they look like? She, he's like, I don't know. And he... So she says, can I draw one? And he says, sure. So then that inspires him to then take all the children's drawings of what they are scared of and what they think are scary. That's and cool. And they CGI modeled um, after the, these children's drawings of what children thought were scary. Okay. So all of those designs and character designs and stuff for that were all based upon children's drawings of what they thought was scary. I that have part two things cool. to say about that. First thing, that's awesome. Second thing, all those kids need therapy. Yes. Because those are some twisted yep. things. That was the only part where the kid was like, uh, the part where... Well, then it worked where because <laughs> that's that's what they th what thought was terrifying so when the oh. one when, okay spoilers when the um kids are all inside the bone cage and thor is talking to them about how he cut off the head of thanos and all this kind of stuff and then he leaves and then gore shows up and talks about cutting the head off things and then grabs like the little snake shadow creature and rips its head off and then throws it on their <laughs> their laps and stuff the kid was not amused oh i bet and i was just like creepy huh and she was like yeah and i'm like nah it's funny you just gotta look at it that way yeah <laughs> you gotta find the twisted humor in the um unnecessary violence yeah <laughs> um now the other thing that i did watch on disney plus was the little Andor short. It was like the well. um, the Disney Plus Day sneak peek. Yeah. I'll was, say this. It was a scene from it. it, it they talked about it. did the yes. whole pat yourself on the back thing. This thing's this is what we're doing. And then it did a, a like a, what, nine minute? Yeah. Like five. Showing five, of it or something thing. like that. Yeah. Uh, which I think is probably going to be like an episode one. That's what it looks like. Uh, well, maybe like the end of episode one, beginning of episode two. Um, I liked it. It was cool. It, the whole thing's only 12 minutes long. Hmm. Um, But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it it more than I did Obi-Wan's thing. Dude, the Obi-Wan thing, I literally kept clicking on my iPad to see how much more time was left. Wow. Like, I was just like, I have to finish this because I have to see the whole thing, but I'm not enjoying my time. Yeah, I felt I felt the same way. It really, it really made me angry because one, it's a property I very much like. Two, it's a few actors I really care for. And then three, it's behind the scenes stuff, like my favorite stuff. It's like all of these things should add up to being like yay and they all added up to being boo well here's the problem they could have a hundred percent showed that um before the show was actually released and it would have been fine and that would have got me excited for it a little bit more i would have been going into watching the show that would have been oh wow oh cool you know but no it was it just didn't give you any
anything extra. Maybe the coolest part I will say is when Hayden Christensen, they put all the uh, prosthetic, the prosthetics on him. Yes. Right. And did all of that. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool. It's like, oh, cool. That, oh, that was him that was in the the tank, you know, Um, that was him that was, right? I think the the thing that was cool was when he said, when he said what uh, George said to him, he said like, even uh, no matter, no matter what, even after Anakin changes over to Darth Vader, that there's, um, that he's still the, um, the, uh, the, the prophecy. He sure. still believes that he's the one to bring balance to the force. Right, right, right. And I thought that was a really interesting quote to give to Hayden during the original trilogy. Sorry, during the, the prequel trilogy. Um, to get his mindset right. And I, I just thought that was very interesting because it's like he had to have explained that to him during Revenge of the Sith. Right. When he isn't fully there yet anyway, which means he had the cycle already like in pre-motion. Like the whole thing's really cool to me. Right. I don't know. I like the idea of like people getting into like the headspace for stuff. Sure. Um that was <laughs> it's been a really long week, guys. Yeah. That's all I really got for uh any kind of streaming or TV. Did you get anything else? Um I I did a little bit of uh something that's maybe doesn't fall into these categories, but um I'm into like Formula One racing. So I I kind of started jumping into some of some of that a little bit more. Um like the actual races or like those shows? Well, so I, I finally broke down and, and purchased um F one TV. Um um, which is just like a streaming kind of thing, basically like any of these other streaming networks thing. Okay. But I just paid for the year for it and uh, did like the pro version so I can I can see all of the races live and, and whatnot too. And um, so I, I jumped into that a little bit um, just to try to understand like what the what's going to happen for next season, even though this season is still currently playing out, um, ends in November. But um, so I just, you know, did a little bit of that. Um, some people watch football and do that. I, I like. No, it's cool, man. I mean, here's my thing. Uh, racing has never really been a big thing f- to me because I don't really care for cars that much. Mm-hmm. But also because the only cars that I thought were cool to watch race was either F1 or, and I don't know what these kind of cars are called, but they kind of look like Lamborghini but have big spoiler type style things in the back got it um and it's more of the street races i always thought street race look like a uh, uh, style was really interesting i've never given two craps about nascar right no i mean it, it just it, i understand let me just clarify as a disclaimer before i insult something that a lot of people like I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying there's not skill and strategy involved. I'm saying as a spectator, I don't want to spend four hours watching something that at any given moment I can look up and see them doing exactly the same thing. Right. It To me, it's just not as interesting. Right. So. Makes sense. I get that some people are into it. I mean, there's a fan base for every single thing. Sure. And I totally respect and understand that. It's just not been for me. And like you were saying, you had to get a special um, <laughs> streaming service to be able to watch these things yeah i mean they play them on espn every now and then these races but but the problem is the big ones i'm sure yeah right there the u.s doesn't participate heavily in f1 so yes it is still a it's a world renowned it's kind of like kind of like, like soccer, soccer. Yeah. yeah i was thinking this, i'm like dude it's like trying to watch the premier league man I yeah get it. it's true so so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna pay for this stupid thing and, and then be able to enjoy it in my own time that is cool it's one of those things that you've told me 
gosh, at this point, maybe like two years ago. Yeah. You told me about those uh, Netflix series. Oh, that's a good series. And I so that will help you get into it if you want to learn more about and it. See, that's the thing. Mm. I know for a fact that if I had the time, that's the key here, mm-hmm. to sit down and binge, that I would be all up in it. I would end up finding a driver that I'm like, I like that guy. Yeah. And then that would be my dude. Yeah. And I could like ride and die with it. The problem is, is the time. <laughs> I hear you. I just, dude, I have like every week. You got to, this is four seasons, by the way. You'd have to catch up on we'll see, And that's the thing. Okay. And so, they're an hour long each. The so. one thing I will say is since we started doing this podcast, right? It's had a couple of side effects I did not expect. Now, every Monday, I immediately start going through all of like my news and streaming and YouTube type stuff and go, what type of nerdy stuff can I consume this week? So that I have something to talk about in these categories. And I love that side effect because it's making me be more cognate of at least what's going on, you know? Sure. And it's forcing me to kind of like check into things that normally I'd be like, oh, I can look at that next week. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to look at that now. At least like get the the bare minimum of it. Yeah. Um, still, there's room to grow. But, you know, I, I think that of like the 12 categories or whatever that I have each week, I am able to fill out at least like six or seven of them, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm happy with that. Um, so that being said, adding another thing, it's on the list. Right, right. <laughs> it's just I don't know when that's going to actually happen. Yeah. Uh, by the time there's eight seasons, I might start doing it, you know? Hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll pull a Game of Thrones on it. And, oh, boy. Uh, wait till the end. You're at, So with that Netflix series, the um, Formula One series, you, you're either going to really like it or you're just going to fall asleep every time you try to watch it. It's going to be one or the other for you. You have to have a genuine interest in wanting to learn about F1 and like the sport and like but they, I'll tell you, they do a really good job of 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 getting you in, pulling you into like some of the behind the scenes, like the politics of it, the company stuff. Like, so it's either you're gonna take an interest in it and be like, oh, you did, I didn't know that that's how that worked, or that's this is what happens here, or whatever. Or you're just gonna be like, yeah, I don't care about any of this. So you're gonna laugh at me. Mm-hmm. So there's this anime. Oh boy. <laughs> Here he goes. And it starts off with this kid um, really liking like go-karting. Okay. And it's basically his story from kart racing to F1. Which is basically what happens. The way it works. Yeah. I'm fully aware of that now. It's like, oh gosh, 80, 90 episodes. It's not like super, super long, but it's pretty decent. Mm. And it's a good anime. And like you're with him each step. And like he gets more involved in the political aspect of it. And then there, now there's like teams that you're dealing with the different aspects and sabotage. And I'm oh, going to yeah. sneakily purchase this thing from this guy right before you do. So I could use it in this race or make it so nobody uses it because I already have an advantage over this and all this. Yeah. And I can imagine myself super getting into that in a real life situation. Cause I got into that show. And once again, you know me, I don't give two junks about any type of automotive right. aspect of anything. Right. It's just not my thing, but I got super into that anime. So interesting. So a hundred percent, I could see myself getting into this, which I think is also one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to start without knowing that I have the time to like actually commit to it. Because what will happen is that I'll still watch it all, but at sacrifice of like, you know, sleep or other things I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I would recommend this if you are, because because if you get into the, if you get into the sport at all, you're going to want to then start 
start following it in real time. Right. So my suggestion is wait until this season's over in November mm. and you'll have from the end of November to about February, March, where March is the official kickoff of the of the season um, where the first race actually takes place. February, they start the practices. Um, but but March is when, you know, the first race actually starts. So you have to have a t- some time there and it's a good amount of time. That's a pretty decent, yeah. not only is that a pretty decent amount of time of an off season, that's a pretty good long season, February to November. Oh yeah. That's that's bigger than most sports. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll like travel around the world and go to different races. I was about to say, spots. probably because of all the travel alone. That's why, so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How many, um, like give or take races are there per season oh uh my gosh ballpark like are we talking 50 races no Less? i want to say I, I really should look that up okay that's fair that's fair um did why you am I, have... I don't know why i'm drawing a blank on no you're good but... did you have anything else in tv or streaming no okay well while you're looking that up just got done talking about how i'm really doing a great job of staying up to date with all the things i have fun about and blah 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 has still no anime this week <clears throat> i'm gonna make it a point to catch up to my anime this next week because i believe that a couple of the series that i've been kind of like watching the final episode for the season should be this week yeah. so i'll finally catch up with them got it 20 i believe 20 races 20 races okay say. okay um I, that's a good amount but not too much where it's like ugh. so it's interesting is 20 races uh, and i if i'm wrong i'm wrong but it's around that but um and there are 20 seats available so basically that i mean that's it as far as the whole world you know there's gonna be only 20 drivers you know um you know that could participate in in, in though that's interesting see i always thought there was more drivers than that too for f1 it's two per team right it's yeah. two men it's not two men but it's two car teams um so the, and there's cool, 10 teams and the cool thing about it it's one of the only sports where you're not just competing against the other teams you're competing against the person on your team yeah so i think that's so intriguing because that's where you start getting like you get a little bit of the drama you get a little bit of the politics there where it's like they're both trying to outshine each other and if they're out trying to outrace each other and they crash into each other mm-hmm. then they just destroyed their team's chance right. of getting points there's so a it's certain like, level where you have to kind of almost bow bow, bow out, out for, because you realize yeah okay i could come in second causing him to come in fifth or i could come in third and he could come in first yeah yeah kind you of you gotta thing. swallow your pride a lot and mm-hmm. these guys all have egos right they all have that pride oh, oh you'd have super competitive just kind of high pressure competitive yeah so it's it's interesting you know and they're all very young so that also adds to it too yeah that's interesting yeah um anyway so i do want to have a little bit of a follow-up of something that you you won't really care about but i i i care so a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned the one D and D, like the uh, the evolution next edition is supposed to be coming out in 2024, and that they were going to start doing play testing over different aspects of it each month, starting um, this past month. Mm. So they released the first little like. 22 pages of um, PDF, which is basically like, hey, play with this. Let us know what your thoughts are, right? And it's all based upon like character origins and stuff like that. And there's a lot of stuff I could talk about with that. And I'm just not going to go into it. But there's two... 
rule changes that are so frustrating that I'm going to bring them up and make you listen to it. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. That's so, in my seat right now. So don't be a schmuck. All right. So as I've explained to you before, the main die that you are rolling in the most cases, a D20. D standing for die, 20 for 20 sides, right? Yeah. If you roll a 20, it's called a critical roll, critical success typically, mm. because it's a natural 20, which means that you, when you're like uh, attacking, you've now done a critical hit, which means you double the damage. It's like a bigger deal. You know, it's a, it's a 5% chance of anything, but it's like, oh yeah, the best. Yay. Right. Well, the way that it's supposed to work is that when you roll a crit, when attacking, you double all of your dice plus whatever um, strength or dex mods to it, right? So let's say you're using like a long sword, which is 1d8 of damage, 2d8 plus whatever your strength modifier is, which is cool. If you're playing a character like a rogue that gets sneak attack, it gets multiple D6s as they get higher and higher in level. So it gets to the point where you're rolling like 10 dice on a regular hit. And then you crit and you're rolling like 20 dice and you can do something like 80 or 90 hit points in like one move. And it's like you can one shot somebody or like totally change the entirety of a battle because of the crit. So the crits are really cool things. Okay. Everybody at the table, any of the players or the monsters being controlled by the DM can have a critical hit, right? Okay. Not anymore. Oh. So now monsters cannot crit, which sounds like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to get hit. That's fine. But it's like, yeah, so let's just totally nerf a system. And also there is a person playing as the monsters. Right, right. Like not to be like that guy, but as a dude who nine times out of 10 is the DM, I don't want to kill my players, but I do want to make it challenging, right? Sure. And everybody loves rolling a natural 20. It's just like fun. So now as a DM, if I roll a natural 20, it basically is like, oh, oh, it doesn't do anything. Mm. Cool. Does that hit? Like, because the thing is, is that it's an automatic hit also when it's a natural 20. Uh, it doesn't matter what your armor class is like, you hit. Um, so one, they're taking that away. And two, now it only adds one additional uh, die of weapon damage. Okay. So really quick to explain it. Uh, so once again, to use the rogue example, right? So let's say they get 3d6 sneak attack damage and they get 1d4 um, weapon damage because they're using a dagger, right? Okay. If they crit in the current system, they would get 2d4 plus 8d6 rolled together because every all the dice are doubled plus whatever their dexterity modifier is, mm. right? In the new system, they'll get... 2d4 and the same original 4d6 because their sneak attack damage does not get doubled which means that at most in a perfect situation where you rolled max dies you just got four more points of damage Ooh. and it's just like why are we why are we nerfing something that's supposed to be like the fun everybody jumps up at the table type moments those are not the ones you want to destroy you know it just frustrates me I mean what would be the reason so the reasoning that they're giving from my understanding for taking away from the monsters mm -hmm. is that there are times when you're playing with low level characters like level one where you crit and you're dead do one shot yeah boohoo it's part of the game make a new character right like okay so it's 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 the people who are they're finding it harder for people who are getting introduced to games it's more discouraging probably so they they, they want to give them a handicap yes and no because <laughs> yes 
Yes. If you are even moderately a decent DM, you're not going to one-shot your level one characters. Right. Because you're going to create a scenario where it's nearly impossible to do so. And if you're dealing with brand new players with new characters, you're probably going to fudge that role and not. Oh, how many hit points do you have? Nine? Oh, man, I almost got you. I rolled an eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's the, the rule of cool, right? You want to make sure that everybody's enjoying their time right now if it's jonathan who's playing a level one character uh i hope you brought it back up because i just <laughs> killed you because you're an experienced player you can handle it sure right now there's only one other thing i want to comment on and like i said i'll, I'll I, I won't go crazy in death about it but i, I want to air my grievances because it really does make me angry so when you roll a natural 20, when it comes to combat, it's an automatic hit, right? Yeah. If you roll a natural one, no matter what other modifiers you're supposed to add to figure out the total math, it's a fail. It's a critical success, a critical failure. One of those you live or die by the sword type situations. Okay. Right? Now, as I mentioned before, the D20 is the die you use in almost all kinds of situations, right? Not just combat. You want to jump up and make this awesome, like, dexterital feat? Cool. Roll a D20, add your acrobatic score, tell me what you get if you get the number that i'm thinking of or higher you succeed right that's right. basically the principle of the entire game yeah currently if you get a natural 20 or a natural one if it's not in combat it's not an automatic success and it's not an automatic fail because you're adding a whole bunch of other things to stuff and it's a whole different system they have now changed that to where now no matter what if you roll a one, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, you fail. Mm. And if you roll a 20, no matter what you're trying to do, no matter how ridiculous it is, the rules state you succeed. Interesting. Now, if you're a experienced DM, this rule shouldn't be a big deal. Because if you come to me as a player and go, hey, I want to jump across that wide gap. And I'm like, it's 60 feet wide. No. <laughs> you, They'll be like, here, let me roll for that. No. I'm not going to let you roll for that because it's not possible. As a DM who's experienced, I have no problem telling you no. Mm. That is a word that you're never supposed to say as a DM. Right. You're always supposed to be like, yes, you, you can do that. Do you have any abilities or tools? Right. That, do you you're have a grappling to yes Do you have yeah. a... Or a, a yes, but. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'll let you roll for that, but I just want to let you know that even if you do succeed, this is the best case scenario you can get. You know, setting the expectations and all that kind of stuff. Newer players or newer GMs aren't going to understand that. And some schmuck is going to be like, hey, I want to jump to that third story window. And I think I can do it by like jumping back and forth on the two walls to be able to make it up. Maybe they give like a decent like explanation or whatever. And the person's like, okay, sure. Because there's nothing up there. They're like, they're nobody, like, they're not supposed to be able to get in that way. Right. Right. So the module is built a particular way for a new GM. If people go too far outside of bounds, <laughs> it can kind of break the whole game because they don't know how to ad lib as quick. Right. Right. It, it, it's a very simplistic game, but you got to be somewhat quick on your feet when you get a, a curveball, you know? Right. And if that schmuck rolls a freaking natural 20, the rules say he succeeds. And it's it's frustrating. Yeah, but you can say, you know, got to the window, it's an empty room. Yes, you can if you're quick. Hmm. It's one thing when it's me and you talking in a quick, like, this is what scenario you could come up with. Sure. It's a whole other thing when you got six people sitting across from you looking to you to be the computer for their computer game. Got it. There's a different level of stress to it. There's a different level of hype. People get really into it sometimes. And then when you say like, yeah, man, you made the jump, but the window's barred and locked. <laughs> yeah. They might get kind of frustrated with you like, oh, that's bull crap. And it's like, 
I don't know what to tell you, my dude. You're more than welcome to try to do something with that if you want. And you're hanging up there. You're totally set. Of course, if you drop, you're going to take fall damage because you are 30 feet up in the air. But, you know, that's on you, bucko. <laughs> so that's just another thing that kind of frustrates me. Um, those are my two big grievances. I won't go into any more depth with it. But uh, there is a lot of positives. The big thing is, it's just I feel like for every one positive thing that they've implemented, there's like two negative things. And there's like four things that are halfway implemented <laughs> and not fully thought out. And it's just like, I know this is a play test, but come on, guys, let's uh, let's let this thing bake a little bit longer in the oven before we pull it out. Mm. So um, so that's all I got for gaming. You got anything for comics? Nothing for comics. Uh, I was supposed to uh, pick up and I never did. I think the human target um, comic is out the, for the, the first volume of that, um, which is it's a it's another Tom King. Um, uh, he wrote it. And I don't I didn't want to read too much about it because I didn't want any of the plot potentially ruined for me fair because it seems it seemed like something i'd like but um the character his job is to i guess impersonate high profile people like villains or whatever it is uh, pose as them if there's an assassination threat on them and then uncover like you know uh who's supposed to be killing them or who coming after them or whatever that is um but he does it for the villains i i don't so i don't know sorry 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 i didn't want to that's even more interesting i don't think he does it is cool. I don't know if he does it for the villains or not, but I know that that's kind of the premise. Like that's this this guy's hired to do. Um, so he's like a stand-in, and like he you kind of just uh, like there's a thing I saw. He looks like he's he shaved his head for like he's like Lex Luthor, right, kind of thing, and he's kind of doing that double. He's like a body double type thing. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So um, and uh, so I want to pick that up. I think the first um uh pay, um hardcover volume came out, and uh, that's that's something that I wanna that I'm interested in that i just haven't i haven't really been uh reading much of the comics lately unfortunately but that's one that i have on the list so is that a yeah. uh dc comic yeah i figured it's because you said lex Luthor. that's all yeah yeah um that's cool though that, that is really cool um i didn't have anything i'm still waiting on you to finish some crises yeah I so that even, i can steal some crises from i haven't got into them you're more than welcome to take one now nah it's cool i'll wait for you to finish it then I, when i read it we can talk about it that way it's like fresh in your head yeah it's all good sounds good um books so, hmm. I did not finish the second Star Wars book in the Thrawn tr- trilogy yet. I have like three and a half hours left. Okay. I think I'm further along than you are. Yeah. What is the last thing? I don't remember. You don't remember. Okay. Why don't you say something and I'll let you know if I'm... Where's Luke? Both the first book and second book blended together for, for me. So, he was captured. Um, <laughs> I know. Narr- Spoiler. That keeps happening. Narrows it down. Um, that, um, that actually brings up one of the points I want to talk about. And how he escaped. Uh, no. Why is Luke the dumbest person in the entire world? I don't. So I have some grievances, okay? Let's hear it. Like some real general ones. <laughs> um, but um, I hear it is again, that joke. Hey, look, man, it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. I uh, appreciate it. It was a group effort. My problem with these books so far, and I don't know if it has to do with like what you were warning me about with like the dated style or what. Yeah. I don't know if it's a dated style or not, because remember... I, up until like a couple of years ago, I wasn't an avid reader at all. Right. These characters are written in such a way that it is painful to keep reading at points or listening in my case. Thrawn 
is awesome. Yeah. But he's omnipotent. Omnipotent. I can't say that word very well. It's just said it. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Okay. Like, he's supposed to be like a genius t- uh, tactician and have deductive skills that apparently rival like Batman, right? Right. He's making some conclusions that I'm like, okay, bro. Like, what's the last one? So there's people on the Camara, his starship, right, that are moving around. Am I striking any memories here? Okay. So I won't talk about that. No, just go for it. I don't care. Okay. So there's people on his ship that are trying to get off of his ship. (laughs) Okay. And he's able to figure out not only who it is on his ship. I'll give him that one. That one actually was pretty easy. It was pretty obvious. Um, Who's on the ship, where they're going to go, how they're going to get out, and in what form and fashion. And it's just like, what? You know, the only problem I have with that, as you describe it, is unless unless he knows these characters in depth. Yes. Where then he can understand how they would think. But he's just assuming how they would think based upon what. Exactly. Because, for instance, and this part I don't think is a spoiler and if it is I am so sorry Fine, but he knows Mara Jade this much Which for those is... of you who can't see I have less than an inch in between my forefinger and my thumb it is ridiculous he knows he's met her like once before literally did not see her again for like 10 years and was like oh you're Mara Jade and you're just like wait what how, how do you know her personality all, all they need to do to fix that is explain it away as he has this amazing informant system that people keep him informed on the people that he wants to be informed about. That's all they Something like that. Yeah. That they could even make him just no, because that would diminish it a little bit. I was say they could even just make him like slightly force sensitive, but that that would nah. ruin it because that's what's so cool about him is that he's not. he's not. I would say if they reference something like he's got a some type of for, some form of photographic memory where he just like is hyper perceptive and then he can like remember certain details based upon one glance or one look at something or whatever it is right so and there's already precedence for that means that the basic like finger quotes here handmaiden for leia has that ability right and it's like uh so that's super frustrating right um the story itself i'm still very much enjoying yeah yeah it's just that I guess it comes to, I guess it comes down to it is that obviously where Luke is in his like journey, right? At the end of Jedi versus what we now know, he is um, at the end of Force Awakens Hmm. in the current canon. And then you throw these books in that are supposed to take place five years. I know they're legacy, so they no longer actually are official canon. Right. But it's just like... So when did this dude mature? Because it's been five years and he's still kind of like farm boyish on times. Sure. And it makes sense to a certain level, but another level you're just like, dude, how like trusting and dumb can you be right like i just it it frustrates me to no end because it's it's the guy that goes like oh was that a chainsaw i heard out there in the woods in the middle of the night in this desert uh area let's go check it out yeah but it's the same as his character in jedi right to an extent where you know he's going in and he's got this plan and then like but he had a plan he had a plan and he had backup he it didn't go a hundred percent the way he wanted it to go but it went well enough right that was really cool though um this was in book one so it's i'm not spoiling anything for you Mm. uh because i'm trying my best i know you don't care but i care the problem is for some of the reasons you're talking about right now i fell out of it a little bit oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i just need to then i need to commit to finishing it just for that fact 
with this. Right. I, I get to the point where I don't want to press play, but mm-hmm. the second that I press play, now I'm locked back in. That's how I am. Yeah. It's I just need like two sound effects and I'm in. Um, but the thing that I thought was really interesting was the whole aspect of um Luke getting the premonition of what would have happened if Jabba would have let Mara Jade oh, yeah. go on the um uh sail in barge. Yeah. Stuff like that's cool. And that was really sweet. Um, two things have happened that um, are funny because these books were written before prequels, before sequels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is a comment that after uh, Luke blew up the Death Star in A New Hope, mm-hmm. that the Emperor was so mad at Vader, that's how he lost his right hand. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because like, no, it's not. Mm. He lost that, uh, trying to think, right hand? Right hand, I think he lost to Dooku. I could be wrong. But he lost one hand to Dooku, and he lost the other hand to Obi-Wan. So he didn't lose crap to the Emperor. <laughs> right. But obviously, that part hadn't been written yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. And then there was another thing that was similar to that that I can't fully remember. Oh, it was a uh, Leia. She was talking about once again, like remembering her mother um, and watching her mother die or something like that. And it's just like from inside the womb. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Padme, because Padme died from a broken heart. Yeah. Um, that's the science. Yeah. <laughs> so th- those are the two things that it was a premonition from inside the womb. Yeah. It literally stopped me <laughs> i had to like i was laughing so hard i had to like press the button to like go back 30 seconds because <laughs> i was just like ha. uh continuity issues i love it yeah it's just it was basically like the same thing for me when i see something like that in a movie where i just like now i can't focus for a minute i gotta sure i gotta press pause laugh about it and then go back in yeah yeah so but um i'm gonna finish it up uh in the next like day or two uh, easy. Like I said, it's like three and a half hours I have left. Uh, and then I'll jump onto the third one. Um, I am enjoying it. Um, I don't know for sure what I want to do next in the Star Wars. I'll probably finish the third book. And by that point in time, some of my other series will have like a new book out. So I'll take a little bit of a break from Star Wars, but I mm. think I might go into some of the stuff that's part of the canon. Got it. Um, I think I still want to get the Darth Bane series again, but this time in the audio so I can listen to it. It's cool. Because I really want to do that. And what I really want to do is I want to do that. And then I want to get Jonathan down here, the three of us to just have a full episode where we just talk about those books. Yeah. Because I think that'd be super fun for like the three of us to go over it because we're all going to have different levels of insight from it. Yeah. That I think would be really interesting conversations. Yeah. And they're, they're good. They're solid. So. No. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, it's one of those where like, yes, it's not finger quotes canon any longer but it's new enough that it still feels connected and there are enough uh, and there's enough distance yeah enough stuff has been i guess derived from some of that right like like the um rule of two and uh other just like sith lore um which i thought was really cool and people still they they hold on to that stuff they've incorporated some of that stuff um into like canon in certain Mm -hmm. video games yeah and other books that are canon like they'll reference little bits and pieces right they don't (laughs) lean into it as heavy on the movies and any of that no um sort of but not really you know they showcase there's always two they mentioned that and i think of phantom menace so remember that there's always two the question is did we find the master or the apprentice right and then the screen slow sorry the camera slowly pans off of mace windu talking to yoda to look at senator palpatine yes and you're just like I know that shit. 
chin anywhere. Yeah. That's the chin. The guy with it's the lower the lip. Guy. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I just got one more little tiny thing, and then I think it's time for a refill. Sure. Yeah. I, I've got, before we move on to that, I've oh, got sure. a couple books that I've been Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In. My so, bad, bro. Um, I, I didn't start reading this particular one, but I want to mention it because it's it doesn't come out until I believe October, October 22nd, I want to say it is, but it's it's like a memoir kind of thing, and it's been like a bunch of years in the making um, for uh, Paul Newman. Ooh. Yeah, and it kind of goes over his, his life, his career, and it's, I, I think when they started that project, it's like a five-year project they, they did, and he was still alive. Um, right. When when they started it, um, the the number one rule was when people that they talk to in this and the people that they they you know get information from, it has to hundred percent be true. And I know that sounds funny. He's like, yeah, of course that's what you want, but like that was yeah. like his like it has to be true, including what he says. So even if it's like about himself or something that wasn't dealing with a topic that's maybe or controversial or whatever. So you know during his some like the drinking times or something like that, right? Where where he had a little drinking problem kind of thing. So. Um, um, but uh, but I'm super interested in that because really I enjoyed his movies, uh, Paul Newman movies, and um, not only that, I just think he's a cool dude. Uh, just even outside the, uh, the the Hollywood studios, and he was a professional race car driver as well. I did not know that. Oh yes, so he drove and he's he has won. He actually placed uh, second in in uh, in uh, Le Mans uh, race. Oh yeah, he had a F1 racing team, uh, Newman Haas, which. Uh, Haas Racing is still uh, a company today, but like they had a part and they won a bunch. Uh, you know, his team won a bunch of that. So his company, yeah. I didn't know that. So he was huge in the racing. He got into it a little bit later in life. He did a movie, I believe, called Winning. That was, um, you know, a racing movie. But um, but yeah, he and he he was racing all the way through his 80s. He still raced cars. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was huge into it. So that's why the movie Cars, which was the last movie basically he was in, I, I want to say, um, it was really cool that that character you know he used to be using a racer right you remember that movie cars right the first one yeah so the the um the sheriff guy like the or the mayor guy yes oh i didn't realize that was him that voiced it yeah i probably knew that somewhere back in the day when the thing came out but like i didn't remember that now yeah and so that's cool yeah he's the one that teaches um lightning mcqueen how to drift yep which i thought was really funny yeah (laughs) funny right yeah it's like an old car showing like a newer car how to do like a newer style it's thing it's on dirt roads right yeah 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 yeah. so but yeah so anyway uh i'm looking forward to that i'm waiting i think it might be out or coming out um sooner than that but i'm waiting for the audiobook because it has um just certain narration and there are people that they're talking in it were like his family members as well that might Mm -hmm. be in there so i I just figured i'd listen to it be kind of cool um and then i don't know if i mentioned this last time i downloaded the audiobook version of the um book that I'm reading Musashi uh, I don't think which you I found. mentioned that you were also you told me separately from the pod that you were going back and forth between yeah, both yeah. the written and I the may have audio. said that on the pod but 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 yeah anyway so so I'm kind of getting through that and then another one that um, I have a I have the actual physical book of I actually downloaded an audio I'm finding it interesting because I'm I like this hybrid thing where when I have the book if I'm at home or whatever I can read it but then like if I'm in my car I can still read it I just hit play 
you know, right. and maybe I listen to some of it, you know, I experienced some of it twice, but with reading, it's, sometimes it's a good thing. You miss something every now and then, right? Yeah. So, um, and that one is called, this is not a, a fantasy, fun, whatever, but it's called The Evolution of God. And what that is, it's basically takes you through from Stone Age to all the way, like how God in culture evolved into like different from different cultures and different, like kind of like who does what and where it all comes from, essentially. So more of a, yeah, more of a, I would say, um, agnostic view of, of that, um, you know, of, of, of that topic of God and religion and so on and so forth. So it's pretty interesting just to, I, I, I like, I always look at different perspectives and people's, you know, uh, deep dives, uh, when they get into that. And, um, so I'm curious to see, uh, what, what this reads. I bought this years and years ago. I had this book forever. And then I just, I, I read, I think like the first page and then something happened and I just stopped reading it. And then I'm like, Oh, well, let me see if this is on audio. Cause then I'll actually get through it. Cause it's like a, it's a good size book. Right. So I just wanted to kind of jump in there. So those, yeah, of doing a bunch of uh, different, <laughs> very, very different genre right. of uh, so that, that's one thing that you can do that I can't. If I start a book, I have to finish that book before I can start another book. Mm. <laughs> because to uh, it's difficult for me to. It's kind of like watching half of a movie and then stopping and starting a new movie, sure, and then going back to the. My brain just can't handle it. Yeah. Um. But I'm a hundred percent with you on that aspect of having the audio version of a book makes the book so much more accessible in the sense that you don't have to sit down and have the time to 100% devote to reading. Right. You can multitask. You can do the dishes. You can, in your case, mow the lawn or right. go to the store or whatever it is, and you can still just have it in there and like listen to it. That's yep. the only reason why I'm able to listen to as much as I do is because I'm able to do it while I'm working. Right. So yeah, Makes sense. Um, any other books? I think that's all I had right now. Cool. Well, like I said, I just had one little tiny bit of thing for news. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that currently D23 is going on. Okay. It's yep. going to be um, today, uh, tomorrow, and Sunday. So next episode, um, episode number 10, when we're going into the double digits, um, we actually should have some new fun stuff for not only Marvel, but probably some a little bit on Star Wars. And yeah. then possibly just a little bit on Disney in general. Yeah. Um, that's going to be coming out. And there's speculation of a bunch of different stuff that we might hear. Mm. And I'm not even going to get into it because I don't think even half of it is stuff we're actually going to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. I finished off my first cup of coffee a while ago. I saw that you just finished yours. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's, a it's little, actually different kind of taste. The yeah. taste is a little stronger. I would say it's a little yeah. bit stronger of a cup of coffee, especially for one that's more like towards the lower end of medium roast. Um, but so far, so good. Uh, yeah. But let's go ahead and top off, and then we'll come back with the things that we were uh, going to go over together for this week. Yep. All right. So we just filled up another cup here. And uh, honestly, I do like this coffee. No. Um, uh, what, what you guys as listeners did not get to hear is as we were going to go fill up this uh next cup we both pretty much did the same thing where our first sip was kind of a little bit of a strong flavor up front to kind of like smack you and then it was like ha just kidding yeah and then it was like oh this is actually really good yeah it's good yeah <laughs> so I, I like it um although 
I do have trouble believing that it's as much of a medium roast as it is. Well, I feel like it's a little bit more of a dark roast. It has a, the, a little bit of a bitterness of a dark roast, but it doesn't linger as much. Yes, there's like very, very little to no aftertaste in my opinion. Right, right. Yeah, so. yeah, not too bad. Well, Michael, uh-huh. did you know... Oh, God. <laughs> did you know that Beethoven loved coffee? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, really quick, dumb question. Beethoven was the one that was deaf that had to put his had to cut the legs off the piano and do it like by vibration or was that mozart i think they wrote deaf aren't they both deaf oh gosh i have no idea i should really know this you're the music major yeah i know as soon as i asked the question i realized oh i just opened myself up to getting yelled at by chris all right cool and probably somebody else i I chose this one because i thought you'd be interested in it only because you're the music guy that is very interesting yeah oh you know what'd be really interesting to think Mm -hmm. about is to look up what the average tempo is from his music versus other people at his time frame yeah. and see if it's faster huh. because that could be in correlation with a you know how you, you the jitters you get if you have too much caffeine interesting if he was an average caffeine drinker oh, yeah. And let's say everybody else was at like a, an 80 tempo and he's over there sitting at like an 85. You might be like, maybe that wasn't intentional. That was beans. the coffee, baby. The beans, man. <laughs> so, so Beethoven was such an ardent coffee lover that he'd count 60 beans per cup before making his brew. Oh. Yeah, he so had a he, he had a wanted thing. a consistent oh, yeah. flavor. Yeah, yeah. S- An amount. 60 beans yeah. for a single cup. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what it says. Oh, I bet you that's you a know, pretty strong brew. You know the internet doesn't lie, so. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> but still, that's that's actually really interesting. Yeah, different. That makes me want to, um, like, count out 60 beans and grind it up and then, like, make a single cup of coffee and yeah, see what it tastes like. See. Like, to see, like, how much that really is. We'll do, like, a drip, uh, we'll, we'll grind and do, like, the drip brew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. That would be interesting to do. Yeah. That's really cool. You know. I, I liked your little fun fiat there, guy. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Now you know. And knowing's half the battle. There Oh, if you don't know, now you know. Oh. Speaking of things that are fun and entertaining. We did a thing. She-Hulk episode four. We watched it. And I will say... So far, every episode has been my favorite episode when the new one comes out. This one. Hey, I hated it. I'm sorry. Had I was waiting for you to say it. But. <laughs> that were that were cool. But uh, overall, it was my least favorite one so far. It was it was bad in comparison. So 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 my wife watched oh. it uh, with me and she even commented on like, yeah, this one wasn't really good. I'm like, yeah, it fell flat. It fell flat. It all the other ones they started building a momentum and and building the character and build this one just kind of like it's a like felt like a filler episode, didn't it? Um it wasn't good. There were, okay, like I said, I felt that there were still moments in the episode that I liked. Of course, there's going to be those little it's moments. It's just but. that there there was a couple of scenes where I was just like, okay, this doesn't really make sense. Um, this felt like a procedure, procedural, oh my gosh, can you say the word for me? A procedural show? I don't even know what you're trying to say. A show that happens exactly the same way every single time. Okay. Like house. Sure. Uh, I just don't know the word you're looking for. The word procedure. Okay. But in a different tense. Procedural? Thank you. Okay. Gosh. I mean, it still doesn't make sense, but okay, sure. Well, no. That's, I, I do that's, get what you're saying. Yeah, because what it was is it was, hey, we're starting at the status quo of one. Yeah. Problem happened. Problem becomes a bigger issue. Problem gets solved. Show ends. We're still at one. And it's that's because, the first time it's done that. It's because of their runtime, too. I think they, they, they're limiting themselves in a sense. Yeah, they are. But the same token, I feel like that's just... 
If anything, I agree with you. This is if okay, if we were gonna take all nine episodes and play them back to back to back to back, right? I don't think this is a filler episode. I think this is gonna be an episode that we're gonna look back to later and see it as a oh, that was a pure setup episode. I hope it's setting something up. Well, the biggest thing is it's Titania. It's the first time we're actually gonna right. deal with her in the four episodes that she's been involved in. Yeah, let's talk about that for one moment. Go ahead. So this guy who serves her the papers is so much more knowledgeable about trademark trademarking copyright laws than she is what okay so uh, first of all how would he know details like that okay so put hand up michael thank you two things to answer your first question lawyers are very very specific in their knowledge base of their specialty i guess carriers know more than lawyers then second thing somebody who serves someone and that's their entire job yes they will know all about what the thing is. He clearly was represented as someone who was educated and had a large knowledge base. Of, not at all. My point is they, they portrayed him as a messenger mm -hmm. where... Well, he's not a messenger. He's a process server. I, I understand. I understand that. Right. But that's how he was. He wasn't portrayed like that in the show. She literally called him that. I get that. Calling him that and then how he represents himself right. okay. are so, two separate things. Right. And when he first shows up, he represented himself as a messenger sure. until she called his bluff. Right. And then he dropped a knowledge bomb that was prevalent to the fact that she just called him out on being something else. That's fine. I guess where it bothered me mm -hmm. is we're still experiencing this thing with this character where she's naive and running oh, yeah. through all these yeah. scenarios no, and everyone has to inform her of what's going on while she's supposed to be the smart, witty lawyer, you know, and it's like she, everything's happening to her and she's not happening to anything she's still caught up in the whirlwind and has understand. a massive disbelief of everything and that everything's gonna go back to normal magically well, and, yeah I know. the problem is even that guy had to explain life to her yeah i know i did and that's the reason it bothered me because now it's just in my face every single person she interacts with has to inform her of something she should have some knowledge of yeah i will say this if we're gonna complain about her lack of knowledge and uh, of like corporate or any type of law yeah. I have a grievance. Okay. She forced a cease and desist on somebody oh, yeah. through violence. Yeah. That was a mobster style like agreement if I've ever seen one. Um she was literally holding demons back from killing somebody and said, you're going to sign this, right? <laughs> like, come on. That's going to not be admissible in court. <laughs> Let's talk about ethics here, right? So, yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, she was trying to get laid. I get it. Yeah. She had somewhere to be. <sighs> All right. And that whole thing. Okay. I like the fact that they we can tried to show like, all right, that's a tough, that dating world when you're, especially when you're doing the online dating and all that, you're getting in the mix and you know, that's tough because there's some weird characters that manifest in those sites. We can all agree that first date that she went on as uh, Jen Walters, that dude sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was, that was the perfect worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, I liked the cheeky little... I'm not proud of this, which we already saw from the, the, the trailer, obviously. Right. And we already knew what she was doing when she was going to say it. And it, it was still like, haha. It was still funny. I still liked that part. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, though, I know this is what they were trying to make you do. But like, didn't just a little bit of your heart just kind of like go out to her that next morning when you see her, like the music comes on and she's like freshly squeezing orange.
orange juice and you're like, oh, oh, sweetie, he's not going to. Yeah. Oh, this as is soon as you saw good. her doing that and over preparing breakfast, you yep. knew that he was going to be completely turned off or off put by your whatever. Now, you know? the one thing I am glad about, because I thought they were going to go a different route. Mm. I thought it was going to be that he was basically 100 percent pretending to be that guy and he was going to be like, you know, um, bro <laughs> the sure. next morning. He just was like, hey, I went on a date with not you, your right. alter ego. And then you're here. <laughs> and right. I've never seen you before, so I don't even know who you are. I'm going to go ahead and I'm bounce. weirded out. I got to yeah. go. Yeah. Which it still wasn't good of a situation for anybody involved, but at least it was not like, hey, I was just trying to do whatever I needed to do to get you. Yeah. I, I felt weirdly uncomfortable watching that part because, first of all, he, he seemed to be, at least he was presented as a doctor, well-spoken, educated guy right um and he would just bail i, I don't know like you, people Something don't talk things out anymore there. like oh oh, the, oh okay that's a thing and then they just left i'm like all right i mean the whole thing's kind of weird i don't really want to get that far into this whole scenario but the whole thing's a little strange to think about when you're considering the sexual acts that should have happened with a hulk i, I was gonna say and a human in general yeah like that's frightening on a lot of different levels levels um bits of broken bed frames and all types i of mean things, i'm sure so uh, that's just yeah bro like that whole thing's weird plus she was covered in like demon goo goo yeah that was not cool oh no, man she hulk eagles you know that's disturbing <laughs> so disturbing <laughs> hope she didn't sneeze Ugh. um I do think that uh, CG wise, though, not bad for having like four billion different little bats flying all around and so stuff. So funny you say that. Uh huh. My wife made an opposite comment. She's like, "This is more pertaining to her character, she whole character." She said, "Did they? They didn't do very well the CGI this uh, this season this time around." It's be and I knew where she was going with that. The face. Sometimes they zoom in and her face just didn't. It looked very animated. Right. It didn't look like it was supposed to be real, like in front of you. Right. And and, and like I've said before for uh, pertaining to her face that I think that the half animated, half realistic is kind of a cool look for her. Yeah. And so I'm accepting of that. What I was referring to was they're doing a lot of sling ring stuff, which means they're going to have like, you know, some like green screen background sure, type sure. thing. But the fact that they were having a CGI character interact with both their green screened background, mm -hmm. the, the actual environment, uh, a full CG character, plus a, multiple live action characters and um, live action props, along with CG props and weapons yeah. all at once. Yeah. It looked really good. Yeah, yeah. it was busy and, and, it, and it looked good. Yes, it that was part, busy, that but it demon wasn't. scene thing was fine. I, I don't um, have any problem with that. I'm so sorry. I was... I, I I was talking too loud. I didn't hear what you said. What? The demon scene. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, whole yeah, part yeah. was fine. It's it was more just her going about her She-Hulk day, um, where it looked <sighs> She-Hulk look was the good. least interesting portion of this entire episode. Right. Yeah. It was all about Madison. Yeah. Mad Two ends. Madison was great with a Y, and it's not where you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She stole the show. <laughs> it was 100 percent hilarious. Uh, so in the I beginning, that character, I was annoyed 
like crazy and then you but grow to like that character by the time you got to the end credit with her and wong, wong talking about different drinks yeah and we found out that his drink of choice is a gin and tonic right and you're just like we will find really? a bottomless gin and tonic somewhere <laughs> she deserves someone like her. oh yeah yeah that's just like you know she maybe she's a little meh but she cares she keeps ruining the sopranos for him he oh <laughs> the fact that the only reason why he wanted to sue that other guy was because she ruined the sopranos for him yeah and by proxy he blames him right enough is enough i get that yeah i have not only had things ruined for me like that but i have ruined things for other people like that yeah oh yeah <laughs> um so no i totally get it totally get it yeah um like i said uh, there were bits and pieces that i absolutely loved from this episode sure but this was the the least liked episode so far like episode one was awesome i thought episode two was even better i thought episode three was even better and then this one i'm just like eh. yeah but it is what it is it's the first uh, one that fell flat right yeah based upon what our expectations one out of four is not that bad yeah especially when you consider there's nine so and we already know that we're gonna see a couple of other people this is the thing that i'm interested in right so we got two episodes that had a cameo from the hulk yeah now we have two episodes that have a cameo from wong mm -hmm. are they gonna we're supposed to see frogman mm -hmm. and we're supposed to see daredevil yeah and there's five episodes left and we know we're getting titania right so are we gonna get like one or two with her and frogman type stuff and then one or two with like frogman and daredevil like how are they gonna space it out because this i know that was part of the meta of the joke if she's like you know it's not gonna be one of those cameo shows which yeah, means yeah. that it's a hundred percent gonna be one of those cameo shows yeah i'm just kind of curious how they're going because so far i'm bat like zero on my predictions i've been wrong about almost every prediction i've had for this show and i love it yeah good <laughs> i like that like yeah. honestly like I said, I messed up with the whole Blonsky thing. I thought that was going to be the entire season. We know he's coming back. Let me rephrase that. I'm like 90% sure he's coming back when she's doing the whole like group therapy session or whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. Where she's talking about how... Uh, did you ever have that friend in high school that was like the pretty one that got all the attention and blah, blah, blah. And then she like gestures at herself sitting down. There's like three or four other like meta. Are you speaking people. of a trailer or? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, you are. Yeah. I, I do. I don't heavily watch trailers to these things. No, I, I saw it yeah. once. Oh, it was okay. before they came out. No, there's like a, there's like a new mid season trailer and I, mm. I refuse to watch those. Yeah. I go, no. I like going into these things a little bit more blind, you know? I like to watch the first trailer for a show and then I don't want to watch anything else if i was really like sold yeah right for a movie if it's a movie that i know i'm gonna love it just by the title <laughs> i don't want to see a trailer i'm like i'm right there with you yeah. but like okay so for instance like for um black adam if they release six more trailers i'm gonna watch every single one of them okay i i don't know if i'm going to watch the actual trailer for black panther because i know enough i kind of want to just go in blind right you know what i mean like it depends if I hear stuff about it, then I'll be forced to like, all right, I got to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm able to like hold myself away from it, then I will try my best not to because I already know I'm going to uh, want to see the movie. I'm already sold. Like you already got my money. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. So it just kind of works like that. The only movie of Marvel that I've ever been able to go in fresh was Iron Man 2. I knew one like three second scene and that was it. And that was because I couldn't close my eyes fast enough on like a Super Bowl commercial. Mm. <laughs> and 
the scene where they're at the Tony Stark Expo and Iron Man does the um, superhero landing. Landing, right. That is all I saw before I closed my eyes and went blah, 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 blah with my hands over my ears. Yeah, yeah. And not the best movie to be able to finally go in blind, but it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everything surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Um, But overall, like I said... I'm still just as hyped for next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm now I'm just curious to see where they're going to go because my I was let down a little bit this week. So I'm hoping that it ramps back up next week. I think the I, I think it's going to be another trial, not trial, uh, courtroom heavy week. Fine with that. Which I think is going to be cool. Um, I think now Titania is going to actually have like more than one line. Yeah. From, like I said, there was an interview from the actress who basically said that her character is just supposed to be an annoying character. Mm. And so, so a lot of it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, because <laughs> like I said, we've heard about her in every single episode in the background, which I think they've done a really cool job with. Yes. I like, there's so many things I like about this show. Like the copy they did for it, where like the, the advertising. Yes. And stuff where they see her like, like spray painting over, uh, yeah. Walt, Jennifer Walters, uh, um, the, the, uh, the, um, her attorney, like, a bus stop yes. thing or whatever it is like the uh they have like the whole fire, you know call she called you know 1-800 seat whatever it is and the fact that they're doing that all like in a real life campaign for her as well that she has her own like twitter account and everything like that as titania and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff that's that's cool smart it's it's clever you know it's it's very meta they're having fun with it yeah they're having a good time um anything else on she hope before we move on nah let's just move on cool <laughs> it's <laughs> Oh, yeah. End credit scene was great. Um, End credit scene was probably the best part of the whole thing, in my opinion. It, it got the most reaction from me, out of me. Um... I don't know. Wong, it, did so, it did something that, that I didn't expect it to do, which was make me like a character I was annoyed with during the show. This is gonna, It's still Wong related. Yeah. But the first time that we see Wong, when he's doing his little dance and holding like a biscuit in his mouth, like a cigar. Yes. While listening to the theme song of The Sopranos while he's trying to sit down. Right. That may have been my favorite scene. <laughs> I, I think it all it relates to it because it's... it's yeah. No, it was it's the Every entrance. scene with him and her. Was it Wonger or Wrong or whatever? Yeah. Wonder. It, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so um, tonight we watched the second episode of House of the Dragon. Now, we're still behind by a week. <laughs> we're aware of this, but it was a really good episode. Yeah. I I very much enjoyed it. Um, I'm starting to to pick sides a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want the prince to be king, which I think he's supposed to be the bad guy. <laughs> Michael traditionally roots for the bad guy. Yeah. If we're going to put it in Star Wars terms, oh, he's baby. a Sith. I mean, <laughs> she's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, Anakin sucks. Uh, <laughs> but Vader, <laughs> now that's a guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Different guy. <laughs> not according to George Lucas, apparently, when he was talking to the person who played both Anakin and Darth Vader. Yeah. But anyway, what does Lucas know? <laughs> You yourself called him a liar. Oh, so, absolutely. I'm just saying. <laughs> but not about this particular topic. Maybe. Anywho. Um, yeah, no, I typically... Well, hey, first off, bad guys typically have like, a certain level of swagger to them. Yeah. Right? That just makes them kind of more like, you know... Uh, <sighs> We're going to be talking a lot about Matt Smith. Um, yeah, no. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, this was an excellent showcase of his acting ability. Um, later, we have a horrible example of his acting ability. But I I want him to be king, okay? That being said, the princess, dude, like, she's awesome. I don't want her to die. (laughs) Yeah. I want him to be king, but I want her to, like, 
they're Targaryens. So I don't want her to be queen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want her to like be like an advisor or like maybe. No, I want her to go off. I want her to be a knight. I honestly, I want her to ride off on a dragon with her girlfriend <sighs> and like go do their own thing. You mean her stepmother? Oh, not yet, but yes. Dude. <laughs> Looks like it's going in that direction. So, Dude, what the F, man? Like that. <sighs> So it's doing its Game of Thrones thing where you're like, it's taking people and their stories and their wants and their needs and what, and they're just kind of just twists it all up. And it's like, oh, they're not going to get the thing that they deserve or the thing that they want or the thing that they should have, or, you know, or it's going to do the thing that it doesn't, whatever you want to happen, it's not going to give to you. Exactly. So that's just Game of Thrones. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Like my biggest thing is, is that I'm happy that he didn't marry a 12 year old. So. So that whole part was weird and I felt mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't because I knew that it wasn't going to go down that path. Even if the books did go down that path, they would not because it would <sighs> society nowadays would not be able to handle it, even though it's a fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying they wouldn't be able to, they would age her up to like at least 16. I guess it's yeah. The fact, when you're having a 12 year old saying, my mother said I wouldn't have to bed you until I was 14. I'm just like, Oh yeah. And right before that, she said, you know, I'll bear, you know, your children, your children, all however yeah. many, you know, it's however weird. many it takes. Right. She's 12. But anywho, her father <clears throat> who offered her up to that deal, also a fan, um, in non family related stuff. That dude seems like him and the prince are going to have a very bloody situation with that crab guy. Yes. Yeah, so, I haven't learned names uh, yet. I apologize. Yeah. You sound like me because I don't take the time to learn them. But uh, I, I will say this. Uh, this show makes me want to watch the next episode always. Yes. And I always want to do it. Well, what's <laughs> really bad is that right now we could go watch another episode. I know. But... Uh, we, we we had to watch something else earlier, and so yeah. it just kind of threw off our timetable. Yeah. I think next week we'll end up watching episodes three and four. Yeah. Unless something magically drops, like all of a sudden Ghostbusters is free. Um then yeah i think we sh- i think we should just catch up yeah um, well that was gonna be the plan this time and it then, was and then another movie yeah dropped. No, we're almost done with house of the dragon but um how about how epic of an entrance the princess has on that like through the clouds riding on the dragon right her golden dragon yeah show up and just put down the prince dude just like literally put him in his place called him out on his lies and was like give me the egg right and he just doesn't even look at her he does a no look pass dude right. just like whatever and just walks off yep she's the I, the thing that i liked from the very first episode which i said very first this is episode two we're talking about so <laughs> is they quickly established that those two had a like strong bond in the sense that they both were not wanted or neglected right and that and they they basically had a uh 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 disregard of all rank right. we're gonna talk to each other openly and honestly about how we're going to talk well, every yeah. time they talk to each other there was never a higher or lower even when she was not um the heir and he was right. she st- like she still was like you're a punk and he was like ah, i know yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah so like you could really see a cool relationship between the two of them that i hope stays like that <sighs> yeah i don't think it is because i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that they're going to end up being like enemies 100%. Yeah. I just want this to happen. The hand of the king, he has to die. die. Yeah. I hate that guy. That dude is so smug right now. Yeah. That it, it, oh, what is the name of 
the master of ships or whatever is the master of commerce or master whatever the dude that sits at the end with the dreads i don't know okay that man needs to cut off the hand's head yeah that's what i want to see i wish the prince could have done it okay i've moved on sure now I want him to kill him. Right. I want the prince to kill the king. That's what I want. I want, I want that guy dead. I want the hand to get eaten by a dragon. That'd be cool. Ooh. Gobble them up. That would or be awesome. Or just rip his head off. Or his I'd hand. be okay with that. His <laughs> hand. Yeah, to go. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's gonna take like three or four episodes before I start learning names, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because one, they don't say the names that often that I've noticed. <laughs> and they just keep calling people by different titles and like other names and other things and i'm like very confused yeah <laughs> and so it's just like that person that person's kid that person's person over there it's just very yeah yeah i i'm bad at that anyway i don't think it's time to to learn the names and then when they don't say them often forget about it you know during game of thrones i got really good at it because i got super into all the different um houses houses yeah and so i was like looking up extra material on them Sure. And so then I was like watching extra videos and other things as well as binging all of it. Surprised you haven't read the books. <sighs> They're Audi- not done. Audio read the books. Right, right, right. They're not done. I don't want to start a series that I have to then wait. Yeah, yeah. I am a binger through and through. The second that Martin finishes up all those darn things, boom, I'm going to go straight through them. Yeah, yeah. But until that happens, uh-uh, I don't I don't want to deal with that crap. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only thing that's holding me back, to be completely honest. Okay. And the only reason why I haven't read any of the other, like, you know, finger quotes here, like Biggins, like any of Tolkien stuff, uh, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't want to read two chapters about the hobbits walking like six miles talking yeah. about the leaves. I don't want to deal with that crap. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll read Wikipedia for that one anytime today. Yeah. Um, I will say this rotten tomato has, um, house of the dragons tied for the same score by both critics and regular viewers mm. at 85%. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I'm in agreement. 85. I'm, I'm okay with that. A B plus solid B. Yeah. I, you know, going into watching this, I, I've, I mentioned to you that there's some people that expressed dislike for it. And, and honestly, I, I get, I, I'm picking up on some of the things that they're talking about. I do believe it was an overly critical assessment based upon the strong feelings regarding the first um so, no 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 the, the game of thrones oh actual, okay like okay. all of those seasons right so, so like i i think some people are looking at it like that they're like comparing it to it as opposed to hey it's in the same world but this is its own thing you know it's going to do some of the same stuff but like look at it as a different story that then you can then connect oh that's what ha- that, oh this happened and that's what how i that happened there or some of the same scenery and the castles and you know that kind of stuff we're watching darth bane yeah in comparison to the original trilogy sure that's what we're watching right like spoiler the knife that the king is holding in his uh belt loop at all times is the knife that Arya uses to kill the um the, whatchamacallit king yeah gosh my brain is completely gone the 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 I, I want to say Nightmare King, and I know that's not right. I, I know you're at talking. all. Sure, sure. Oh my gosh, it's gonna bother me. I'll come back to it later. But yeah, like that's cool. You right. know, like they it's do those little nods, obvious. right? Right, which is awesome. And that's so, so. Um, so it gives you a little bit of that, but understand that like it's just it's its own thing too. Well, so. and the other thing too is there are certain characters in Game of Thrones that in season one hadn't really figured out their characters yet. Yeah. And by season seven or eight were awesome. Right. Now there wasn't that many because most of them had already died by that point. Yeah. 
But I think also that some people might be thinking about a, a character whose actor or actress had become so connected with their character that they're thinking about them in season seven and eight. Right. Not thinking about them in season one, which is where we're at. Correct. You need to compare season one Game of Thrones to season one of House of Dragons. You need, you need to watch this whole season to determine if you do like it. You can't just go by episode by episode. It's, you can't 100%. do that because people did that for Game of Thrones. And then all of a sudden they, they liked it at the end, you know? So, well, and, and here's the thing too, is that, okay, we can talk about She-Hulk episode to episode because it's an episodic type situation, right? It's supposed to be, yes, they're all connected. It is an overarching story, but they also are somewhat capsular between each episode. Yeah. They're giving you your little fan, you know, right. A little, stuff. little sprinkle, sprinkle of funny goodness and moving along this, this is a continuous, it's, it's a, it's a big movie, right? And we're getting little. Little, little tiny pieces at a time thrown us. Little breadcrumbs. I never saw the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, I, remember I didn't have cable for, during the time frame. That was all an these things thing. came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I never saw The Wire. Never saw that. I never saw. Um, what's the other big one? Breaking Bad. Never saw that one. That was a good one. Um, I've been told a lot of these things. I've been told, and I'm just like. <sighs> too far gone <laughs> like it's, I've, I've moved past it that's what i thought i watched all of breaking bad a couple of years ago and it, it was good so i heard that one still holds up to be honest with you yeah um but anyway um so i'm starting to pick out my people right mm-hmm. which i think is important to do because if if game of thrones has taught us anything is you pick your people right from the beginning and you pick a lot of them because that way you should still have some left at the end of the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i could already see some of these people like you're not gonna live long mm. you're gonna die yeah 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 um and then I'm still confused because and I could be wrong, but based upon the first trailer, like the trailer that I saw from like Comic-Con timeframe that we talked about, I'm like 99% sure there's a time jump. Yeah, I, I didn't dig into the trailer once again. Um, I, I watched it once. It's just that you saw a girl that had a particular hairstyle that had a kind of weird looking face. And then you saw an older woman with the exact same hairstyle with a similar weird looking face. And it's like talking about how she's going to eventually be queen, talking about the fact that she now should be queen. I feel like that's the same person. I mean, it could be. Sure. So I, if that is the case, I'm very curious of when that happens, because I think what the I think the turning point of this season is going to be when that king is no longer alive. Hopefully. Once he gets unalived, I think everything's <laughs> going to go down. Unalived. Unalived. And I just want to know I, how. I just, I'm waiting for them to start murdering people. Oh yeah. This is the buildup. Yeah. Like no one has killed anybody yet like no no named named people have died right well that's not true the c-section oh yeah that was kind of a thing yeah i forgot about that the queen the queen well there again we'll never know her name because they got her like a fish that was so messed up it's oh this is what i was gonna say so you made a comment while we were watching the show um, when he was talking, when the king was talking to the princess mm-hmm. about her mother, saying that I loved your mother. Yes. And you were like, <laughs> because of the fact that he made the decision to, to kill her. Right. Yeah. I'm not defending him. I agree with you. He signed his death warrant in my eyes the second he said to kill her. Right. But the way that it was phrased, I think he was, it was one of those either they both die or we can save the son. So I think the way that he was thinking it is the wife's going to 
die no matter what. Let's sure. at least try to save the sun, even though it is going to be You have a tough decision torturous. to make. Like basically, that's how the guy framed it. Is you have a, yeah. this is a difficult decision. And so, yeah, I, I'd have to watch it again. I just, in the moment, I just didn't yeah. want to hear what was going on. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I, I that's like a number one. I will tell you, that is a fear of mine. And I have two kids. And both times, I you see it in movies, you hear, you know, tragedy stuff. Like my biggest fear was my wife not making it through the labor and delivery or you know that that it terrified me like i was it freaked me out you know yeah um yeah so you know and the you know the first one there were some moments where it was tough uh and luckily my son it was pretty pretty easy <laughs> right right, but, right but but yeah it's just it's always one of those things that you know it happens and i i always go down that road in my mind and then i always go down the, the and this is you know we're getting to dark thoughts here but the whole yeah my wife's taking the kids somewhere and then they're in a car and car accident and then like boom all right out like and i'm like what the heck would i do you know no trust me i mean i i had that situation yeah the first first situation yeah um yeah that was not a fun conversation with that doctor yeah um i'm lucky i didn't get arrested (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, luckily everything worked out good. Everybody's fine. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's alive. Yep. But you know, no, it's, it's, it's when you have literally no way to affect the situation at all. Yeah. That level of powerlessness is deafening to your soul. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, I totally understand. Totally feel you on that. I agree with you. So that's why watching that yeah. part of that show, it like, it hit a chord with me. I'm like, yeah, ah, I did not want to be ever be put in a position where, you know, someone has to have a conversation like that with me and, and yeah that's that's crazy yeah um but yes other than the queen which is basically like the almost like the sacrificial ned stark of pretty the much. series yeah um it's like your death is going to start everything <laughs> pretty much um we're waiting for the swords to fly yeah and I, I think that i have a feeling that this next episode yes you're going to see some some action some battle some things, I, things going on i think episode three is going to be the beginning and episode four a major death is going to happen yeah that's my prediction okay i'm putting a, it out in the a, ether it's a fair prediction um i think i think we're definitely gonna see some some cool stuff in the next one though yeah um i think that the prince and the i wish i could remember his name but the the other guy with the with the locks i think they're gonna team up and take out the crab bad guys on the islands yeah i gotta learn names um, and i think everybody is gonna be mad about it except the princess right i think she's gonna be the only one that understands yeah um but yeah that is what it is um anything else you want to say about House nope. of Dragons? Cool. um i'm looking forward to next week yeah so speaking of matt smith matt smith was in this wonderful little indie film called morbius indie film um uh, well as you call been. it should have been uh, not an indie film <laughs> no no it's a major studio it's sony if you want to call that a major studio um man i okay so really quick i just want to ex- express that this was the funniest thing in the world to me we're watching it we're like 10 minutes in and it's no no no, no, no. we were watching it and we were like 30 seconds in it was still showing like the uh, uh like title screen and everything and Chris looks over at me and says, so to me, this movie was like Matrix Reloaded or uh, uh, Resurrection, where like I heard about it coming out and then like radio silence after it. 
And I looked over to him and I'm like, dude. And then I started listing all the things about how bad this movie was and how blah, 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 which is totally fair. And I totally understand why he didn't know this because different circles. And the look on his face was like, he believed me. But the same token, like, it can't be that bad. I think what, within the first two minutes, all of a sudden you were like, oh no, it is. It's the first scene. It's like literally <laughs> it's the, the very first thing first this guy scene. does. Yeah. This movie was so bad that it was almost criminal. Like if you can take every like predictable plot point from every other movie and put it into this movie, that's exactly what happens. If you can make it so that it's <sighs> I feel bad using the term foreshadowing because it was so blatantly obvious. It was like for lighting yeah. like there was there was no subterfuge to this at all it's like hey if these two children say anything remember it because they're going to repeat it 35 years later verbatim because you know that's how friendships work it was it was a really really bad movie and anyone who likes this movie there's there is something wrong with them in terms Un ironically of likes this movie what do you mean that i liked it ironically i think it was a horrible movie and i enjoyed watching it I I will never watch this movie again. But I, I, but I was about to say, but I will never watch it again. I wanted, I got exactly what I wanted out of this. I, I wanted knew what I was signing up for. Yeah, I'm happy with the experience. I am so glad that we were able to share it because watching that by myself would have been depressing. Yeah, but watching that together, eating some sushi's, just totally chilling. Yeah, laughing at how horribly bad everything was. I'm so glad the highlight of that movie was eating the hand rolled sushi that you made and brought over um, because that was really good. So thank you for that. No problem. I wanted to, you know, publicly uh, put that out there. Look, man. Michael hand rolled sushi and it was really, really good. Different types too. It's, it's all about uh, YouTube, my friend. You can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah. Anyway. Um, except for how to make a good movie, Sony. Um, so it was really bad. Every, every, as Michael said, every little thing, it like had to do with what they were going to do in the future, the foreshadowing. And, and it was just so bad. And every line was just like, why are you saying this? Like, wh wh what is going on? The character motivations were lame uh, oh. and inconsistent, mind you. Well, not only that, but like people's personalities changed. The, the biggest issue I had, right? And I'm going to use some stupid little things. I, like, I'm not, I'm not worried about names and whatnot. But so the bad guy, right? Smith's character. Matt Smith's character. There was multiple scenes that we saw of him once he had his uh, illness, finger quotes here, cured of him like dancing around and like doing all these like really weird like it was it was so it was a combination of him being weird and like off just like he his character when he played the doctor in doctor who he did this like kind of exaggerated like kind of funny spin around witty stuff he would do mix that with like spider-man 3 emo scene where he's doing these weird wow. dance things right accurate uh, right and then it's like <laughs> he gets this weird guy he's doing this and you throw in a little bit of American Psycho in there. I was thinking American Psycho. Right. 100% I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's kind of American Psycho-ish. Christian Bale's like flexing in the mirror while he's... Yes. Cause, but here's the thing. Do I understand what they were trying to go for in that scene? Yes. Yeah. I do. But it failed so miserably that the scene shouldn't have even been in the movie. It was so bad. It was literally a 30 second scene of this dude dancing around his like apartment putting on his outfit before he went out for the evening 
that didn't need to be there. And it happens like twice. It was almost like Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill, that you haven't, I don't have you seen Silence no. of the Lambs? Okay. Uh, I know what you're talking where about. Where he like, he's like wearing women's clothes and doing this weird little dance thing. And yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it, it was just bad. And it did remind you of, it was so kind of edited in there where it did remind you of the Tobey Maguire emo Spider-Man 3 thing um, where he's doing his little dance, you know, Yeah, because scene. the symbiote is like a 70s symbiote. Right. Crap. Right. But yeah, so, th- okay, that was one aspect that just killed it for me. The other Matt Smith that issue. That what killed it for you? Well, he's like, yeah. A smile out of that part. I, I mean, I did laugh. I thought it was awesome. Let me clarify. That was probably my favorite scene of the entire movie. Yeah. But it was just completely out of place. No, the other Matt Smith scene that really pissed me off, this one actually really did bother me, is there's a character that is basically like the father figure of both of our main characters, right? Which makes you wonder, where were the parents for either of these two children? But I digress. Yeah. That is take taking care of them like their entire lives and our bad guy matt smith straight up murders the guy and it doesn't make any logical sense it's not even like the whole oh i have to turn you in for the good no this dude was willing to like look past the fact that he knows he had killed people he knows that he's basically turned into a finger quotes here vampire and it's just like hey i'm here to help you he's still trying to help him right the first thing he says is like oh i can't i'm i can't sleep and he's like oh i think i have something for that and immediately he's looking for like medication to help help him out I'm like, you killed him in order to get an emotional reaction out of Morbius in order to get Morbius to no longer use the fake blood, but to start using the real blood from people and accept who he is like you. That's like what his end game was. And it makes no sense. And as far as that part, the blood thing, the inconsistencies behind that, whereas you have a scene where the female love interest character which oh, we don't know God. names here uh, once again because we didn't take the time to learn them she cuts her finger on a can of tuna or cat food or whatever she's feeding a cat with that one drop of blood makes makes morbius go into this this it was of- it was super super reminiscent of the scene and i can't yes. believe i'm actually quoting this from twilight yes when bella pricks the p- finger and Edward jasper was, goes oh, jasper crazy, goes crazy. Yes, because right. he ha- he was like you know he was the newest vegetarian right, right. here uh, of the group it was to that extreme right face immediately starts morphing and we're talking immediately she's out there outside in an open aired environment and she is like 30 feet away yeah well in in the twilight one and in this oh no in this one in this one okay she was like 30 feet away. yeah 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 in an open air well yeah they were they were on the ground they were in this underground thing within like a millisecond he's like goes to this (laughs) bloodlust fit and she's got to like bring him down right uh, from that but then in the scene where the father figure guy that Mike was talking about uh, was injured and blood pouring out of him um, from Matt Smith's character ripping him apart essentially. Yeah. Oh no. No, no issue. Nothing. No issue at all. Yeah. No blood had, sensitivity. No. He had like at least four slashes from the fingers across his like abdomen that and a neck wound that was from bleeding being through like the shirt. Yeah. Then he had a whole nother claw like McGruber throat rip out um, situation going on and not even a flick of anything nothing yeah and then you fast forward to the next scene where matt smith's character then turns on the love interest kills her kills too. her and one little once again one little prick of blood thing he goes nuts and then bites her and drains her blood uh after she's dead mind you already but like okay i'm like can what we... the heck is going on with this 
consistency here. So here's the other blood thing. thing this guy has going on. Right. So like I said, nothing in this movie is said and or done unless it's supposed to be trying to foreshadow something else. Right. Everything how in this movie is important. How are we progressing the plot? Right. How, every, which, every single line we say. It's like, which oh. sounds like it's a good thing, but it's like too much of a good thing ends up being a horrible thing. And that's what this was. So there's a scene once they realize that Matt Smith's character is like the bad guy where our main character Morbius and the love interest are working together to kind of figure out like how they could stop him right and they're looking at some sort of book that is talking about how to kill a vampire is by using a stake through the heart but the stake had to be that of a of a a a cross or the the wood of um a cross or something like yeah that. whatever a thing some holy aspect to it right and it's like okay why would you make the jump <laughs> to that mind you this is a these are doctors these, these are and she makes a, a throwaway line like oh you believe this stuff like after she reads it and then he makes a stupid line saying something to the effect of oh well you know after what's been all the stuff that's been going on you wouldn't put it past it you know like right all logic goes out the window and let me just do the stake to the heart thing now like, no scientific evidence for any of it obviously but. we are talking about two characters that have bat dna in them and they're drinking blood yeah. right but i want to clarify there has been no vampire reference at all up until this point in the movie that's not true what the was? holy water reference that the cop did and right okay the let me rephrase that there has been no uh mention of the word vampire no correlation no example of like a vampire yeah. Or any other actor. Where she did the where she was testing to see if he's sensitive to light with the coffee cup. And he made it pretend like, oh ah when like he touched the coffee cup with the light was shining on. Oh, I didn't I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, they did a couple little throwaway things like that. Anyway, yeah. what I was gonna get to at the end, because I, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. So nobody take that back. They were making stupid uh, vampire references throughout the entire it's movie. A bad movie. <laughs> Um, she pulls the tropey vampire aspect is as she's laying on the ground, bleeding out because of the character from Matt Smith kills her. She goes to kiss our hero and rips into his lip to cause him to bleed. And she swallows her blood, his blood before he then sucks all of her blood out of her neck after she finger quotes dies. But if anyone knows anything about vampires, if uh, a person that you are feeding upon also intakes your blood, they will turn. And what happens at the very end of the movie? <gasps> her eyes open and they're the red color like his yeah great can't wait i hope they make a sequel dude they were <laughs> they, they look these people are delusional they have like three open-ended aspects like next time and it's like there's never gonna be another no, one of these movies no one's even gonna talk about it yeah aside it's, from this it's a it's a joke man um that being said rotten tomato uh this is actually kind of funny the most frustrating part about this movie to me is that michael keaton's in it oh yeah for that for those two little scenes yes yeah. two cut scenes at the end technically one where you see him one where you don't right and i don't even think that was his adr voice i'm telling you it sounded horrible so critics gave it a 15 yeah agreed fans gave it a 71 what yeah 71 what percent now i will also remind you that she hulk and i know there was a 
whole review bombing that was done on this because it's a female lead and people can't handle that. Yeah. But it's currently sitting at an audience score of 40%. Get the heck out of here. Now, critics for She-Hulk is at 88%, yeah. which is totally fair. Yeah. Anywhere in the 80s, I, I mid-80s or higher, I'm totally fine with that. I, I can agree with that. Uh, I can even agree if it dropped down to lower 80s because of this episode. I Once again, I, I can agree with that. I, but, so, but Morbius having an audience at 71, what that tells me is that this was one of the ways that they were F-roming with yeah. Sony. Yeah. Because as I explained to Chris... So the movie came out and it was a bomb, like one of the worst movies <laughs> opening weekend type situations, right? Then because of that, they ended up pulling the movie out somewhat early out of theaters because they were trying to recuperate from like the losses. Then there was an outcry through social media in the form of like memes and Reddit posts and all these kind of things of fans trolling Sony saying how much that they wanted the movie to come back to theaters that it deserved another chance that if it just would come back the true support it deserved would show up to to show them how much they loved this movie and they said okay and they brought it back out and it had a record bombing yet again of nobody going to see it great and it was intentionally done now i, I want to say this i do feel for all the people that go into making this movie oh these yeah these movies because you know they're really pouring the heart out they're not they don't show up to work saying hey let's make a shitty movie yeah it just it just did not come together the writing was terrible and there were some really good actors in it uh well i would say really good there's some there's some solid actors in in this movie yeah yeah um the guy who played the father figure he's a solid c actor and i'm not saying that in a negative like i'm I'm thinking c is like your average right he's been in a lot of other shows movies he always plays like one of the support characters and he's solid he's good yep matt smith He's a name to me. I haven't seen him in a lot of things just because he does a lot of British stuff. Yeah, his biggest hype was was Doctor Who and, right. and stuff, which brought him into fame. And then you know, he was in that one uh, uh, Terminator movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then he's in House of the Dragon and he's acting his ass off in that one. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he won me over. <laughs> he, he won me over and we watched that after Morpheus. He can play and believably play an alien or a bad guy. That's it. It's I mean, face yeah just structurally like yeah. you can't make him the charming you know lead character type guy i don't think it works and- right he's he's like if you took uh benedict cumberbatch and paul bettany and put them together yeah i agree with that that's what you end up with yeah um like a, like a caricature version of that <laughs> yeah like a w- w- and throw in jay leno just for like fun uh, a caricature of jay leno not like a real jay young jay, young character yeah, 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 yeah with like a 12 foot long chin Jeez. yeah no, that's what a caricature would be. I understand. Gosh, come on, Chris. Um, but overall, am I happy that I watched this movie? Absolutely. Five-star experience. Will I ever watch this movie again? Maybe. I will never watch this movie. If it showed up on like a TBS or TNT. I will when turn I was, it off. When I was like flipping channels at like midnight, I would 100% watch it for like five minutes and be like, this is so bad. And then change the channel. There were like three cool elements to like, oh, that, I didn't think about that. I like the little, you know, uh your thing they did that i was literally echo say your other two things and i have a comment on that yeah yeah so so that that part was cool enjoyed that
that part. Um, but for every good like that, there was something that was completely terrible. And w- whatever they tried to do with this whole ride the wind current crap, mm. um, made no sense. It, it was just the didn't one make thing sense. they didn't address. Like, uh, or how about wh- whatever clothes he was wearing when he's doing his let me float through uh. or let me do my I'm moving fast thing? It looks like Nightcrawler smoke from when he teleports yeah. or like jumper or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, why are your clothes doing that effect? It doesn't, there is no logical reason. They don't explain it. Why does his clothes look that way? Or everything around them does this weird, like smoke effect thing. I'm about to contradict myself. It's like vampire smoke stuff. Is that what it's trying to do? I I guess. I think it's supposed to be like mist. Uh, Vampire mist? Yeah. You know how like vampires can like turn into mist and then like move fast and things like that. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know. (sighs) I'm going to contradict myself here really quick because I'm about to say a positive and then immediately followed up with an example of a negative. The production value of this movie, though, like as far as the cinematography, the special effects overall, I think were pretty decent. Yeah. It looked like a big budget movie. Yeah. It just looked like a bad big budget movie. Now, here's the thing I noticed. Now, I could be wrong. I just want to clarify this. But when we see Morbius in his finger quotes here, hero costume, where he has the long black trench coat type situation at the end with the purple inlay yeah there is two scenes where up here in the top right it is red it is not purple and then in every other scene that same exact spot is purple i don't know and i was that before or after he was he was hurt cut from the guy uh i don't know maybe it was the same this guy's special this matt smith's bad guy ability his same i'm gonna slash you through the abdominal with my nails like that's a special move apparently because he did it to two different people and here's my thing you're gonna do that to the other like vampire person right you both just got done falling like five or six stories down hitting the concrete and somehow crashing through the concrete another five stories hitting the ground and then laughing and you think that some nail scratches are gonna kill one another problem was it hurt him and it it was like the thing that he was like injured through the fight because of the little nail scratches that's what didn't make sense to me it's like I, i don't understand it well also it shouldn't have affected him at all regardless because he had just juiced right and they're supposed to be like healing I invincible right during uh, right after a juicing right that's what I'm calling it juicing yeah it makes more sense yeah it's drinking these Capri Suns of blood look man you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> that's what they look like half of them um you got anything else on Morbius? I really don't want to talk about it anymore because cool. it was bad. So next on the agenda for crappy movie that you have to watch. Okay. Carnage. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. I will say this. Production value, way lower. Quality of movie, way higher. Still a horrible, horrible Efron movie. Venom, let let there be carnage, right? Venom 2, let there be carnage. Yeah. yeah. Or I don't think there's actually two, is there? No, yeah. it's just Venom. Venom, let, let there be carnage. Yeah, I mean, so. I like Tom Hardy, so like I'll watch it just for that. And I like the whole him talking to himself as Venom thing. I I, I actually thought that was cool. No, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so you gotta watch that. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Also, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch it. Especially now that it sucks too because I don't care. Now that we're, I don't mean like that. It's like, hey, we we're gonna go see it because it was back in theaters, and it's like looking at our schedule over the next week and last week. 
well, that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. When's it going to be out of theaters? I don't know. It, not more than I'm thinking like two weeks. Yeah. It came you're back right. in the theaters last Thursday. Uh, it was on the second, remember? Yeah, I do remember. And we were busy this whole week or else I would have hit you up. And I know that you're going to be busy all this next week. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know. So we'll have to figure it out. Um, but anywho, let's stop talking about all these negatives and let's focus on what's in the cup. What's in the cup? I forgot we didn't even do that. No, it's because Morbius just sucked out all the life force from us. Yeah. Well, that's what he does. Don't do that. So Stop doing that thing with your tongue. <laughs> what are you talking about, Ew, Christopher? That was weird. Um, let's get some uh, um, some ASMR. Oh, that's the good stuff. The good stuff. Okay, look at this one. Favorite video game slash console of all time. So either your favorite video game okay. or your favorite video game console. We can probably... We'll probably do both of those yeah. and then add other stuff too. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with quick fire type answers first. Oof. Right? Let's, do you want to do consoles? Right, that's what I was going to say. So we're going to start with some of those and then we'll go into like our actual feelings about it, but just quick ones. All right, all right. What is... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm holding on. Overall, what's your favorite gaming console of all time? Super Nintendo. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm trying to answer the same ones. So so it's it's there's retro and then I modern. Know. And right? that's what I was gonna ask. It's like, should we separate it? But then if we do, what's the line? But I think the line would be PlayStation is the last retro. You can do because PlayStation you can do retro Xbox and you, that's modern. You could do retro, handheld, and modern. Those okay. are how I would separate it if I were to but separate. But do you that. agree with that? That the, the the birth of the modern was PS2 and Xbox? Yes. Yes? Okay, cool. All right, so in that case... Ooh, okay. So if we're doing that... Oof. Right, I know. So in that case, I would go... Oh, this is sacrilege. N64. Okay. My favorite retro. I feel so bad not saying Super Nintendo, but I'm just being real. I got to speak my truth, man. Uh, <laughs> I would say xbox 360 for modern now mind you i have not used either uh, xbox series x or a ps5 just to clarify yeah but that was my favorite console of those time frames of the modern time frame and then for handheld gotta go game boy, game boy color okay the see-through the the purple yeah yeah see-through yeah yeah Okay. Um, so those are my answers. We can go into why a little bit later, but uh, what are your answers? All right. So Super Nintendo is a special place in my heart. I like Super Nintendo. Um, just the amount of games and, and platform of games and a lot of the... <sighs> Yeah, I still have a bunch of the games, actually, in all right. honesty. But if you're putting PlayStation in the for PlayStation One in the retro gaming, yeah, which is interesting. To the do reason that. why, the reason why, is because of the fact that I don't think. Okay, well, I have a question then. Mm -hmm. PlayStation and N64 came out around the same time, right? But if you're gonna, I, I could, the argument could be made that PlayStation should count as modern because I was the first one that went towards a disc, but it came out at the same time frame as the 64. That's why it's hard for and me And 64 to... is still cartridge where yeah. the GameCube was the first disc. It was Correct. a mini disc, but still. Right. So that's why I think you got to count PlayStation 1 as a, as a retro. Yeah, it's tough. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia behind that system for me. I mean, I remember going with my father, went to go buy it from Toys R Us when it was Ooh. coming out, right? PlayStation. 
and we got a game called, called Fighting Force. The Fighting Fighting Force, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was a cool game. It Familiar with it? 3D. It wasn't like the side scroller shooter kind of game, fighter kind of game, but it was a 3D version of that. Where I'm like, whoa, what is this? And you can interact with everything around you. Smash cars, blow them up. You know, yeah. the garbage cans, picking up stuff, pick up guns, knives, whatever it is. Um, so I thought that that was one of my favorites, more so probably because nostalgia. Um, but uh, super. So let me just go Super Nintendo for retro. Okay. All right. I'm gonna do PlayStation Two for modern. Okay. It has the biggest game library of like any of them. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, and what they were doing with with you know the graphics and everything that I mean I think that console dominated in its in its time. Right. Um, and I enjoyed a lot of those those games too. So um. <sighs> And it handheld, so I had like I had a Game Gear, which I absolutely loved. I had one too. Um, it was best display, you know, the color display, Hands everything down. about it. I really liked th- that Game Gear. I think that was. I'm probably gonna go with that. I did have a GameCom, a Tiger GameCom. Oh, I've um, seen those. Yeah, I knew some people that had those. Yeah. I think I've never even held one though. They were cool. It's just they weren't in color, and they already had color stuff by that time, and it was harder to see the screen itself. See, here's the thing. If you were going to ask me which is the better handheld, yeah, yeah. Sega Game Gear, hun, yeah, hands yeah, down. Yeah. But what's my favorite? Uh, only one of those had Pokemon. Yes. So and that, that's the only reason. And that's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, game Game Gear in terms of just the system itself was hands down Superior. better. But um, yeah, I will say I will say the Game Boy Color um would be the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. And there was a James Bond game that I liked on that. Uh, I don't even think that was a color game i mean that was just a regular um regular nintendo game but uh and then uh yeah you're talking about the pokemon games and so on and so forth which which everyone had and played right back then so but uh yeah uh for the sake of just doing something different, I'll stick with the Game Gear. That's right. That's right. So here's my thing. I will say, uh, for justification for my answers, um, handheld, I, I don't know how I got the... the uh, Game Boy Color. I never bought it. I was never given it as a gift from any family member or something like that. You stole it. You're a thief. Um, no, somebody left it at my house. I'm I'm being dead honest, and I literally do not know who it was. It's funny. And I still have it. Oh my gosh. And I only have one game for it. Pokemon Blue. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I would never have bought Pokemon Blue. I yeah. 100% would have gotten red. Yeah. Um, but I still have it. It still works. Um, every once in a blue moon, I'll refind it and then I'll play it for like <laughs> a month. That is and then I'll lose it again. And then I'll randomly find it like a year later. Yeah. Because it is what it is. And it's this is what's so crazy about it. It's the see-through style that's purple. Yeah. My favorite color. It's like literally the one I would have purchased for myself. It's funny. It makes no sense so that's why i picked the the uh that particular version for handhelds i know that there's better versions all over the place from like every other aspect of like the oh, newer yeah. ones and then also um the the game gear um i did yeah. own a game gear that i got from uh i inherited huh, from my ex-brother-in-law mm. um i got a couple of consoles from him um but it had like sonic and i had a sonic games, I had the and Hulk. i didn't like any of those Incredible kind of Hulk games. game. I probably would have liked it if I had that. It was okay. I thought the graphics were awesome. They were, yeah. But I didn't have any games that I really liked, and I wasn't really allowed to play video games that much when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and then when I got to the point where I was allowed to, they were never provided. So 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was more of like I was going to have to go over to somebody else's house and play their games or like we'd have to scrounge up money to go to a Blockbuster to rent a game or some crap, right. you know? So it really wasn't very... Uh, realistic for me sure um now the reason why i say for retro 64 is because i think of the retro consoles that's what i had the most fun with i can i can agree i never owned a 64 i've always had friends oh. that had a 64 and i enjoyed it and i i don't know why i never purchased one i should right. I, we i don't know i i can't remember then uh yeah of course of what course. that situation was but but um but yeah uh james bond game mm -hmm. goldeneye uh loved it played that all the time yep perfect dark yeah played that all the time Time. probably my favorite game um shadows of the empire um, i did play that your dash rendar running uh -huh. around doing some cool stuff flying ship like yeah you were doing some cool stuff in that game i enjoyed that um the thq nwo versus wcw oh yep i remember that that was a big one for us and yeah. our group because my n64 gaze were literally right before we became friends right same yeah so yeah. like unfortunately we never played six we didn't really play video games together until like ps2 time frames because you had a PS2. I had a PS2 and you had an Xbox and we No, for the longest time. You... Yeah, because you had a PS2. That's what it was. Yeah. You had a PS2 for like a year or so. And then I finally got an Xbox. Right. I was given the option of a PS2 or an but Xbox. But we played more. We were talking together. Together. We played more, played more Xbox, Xbox because absolutely. of Halo. Yeah. Well, Halo and Modern Warfare 2. Or Modern Warfare. Yeah. I, I, I played less of that one. But you yes. You did. But yeah. yeah, we played tons of Halo. Yeah. But yeah, so 64, we played. There was two different wrestling games. There was a... In, uh, WCW versus NWO and there was another one that was a WWF one I just don't remember the name of it was I right. think it might have been Wrestlemania but I could be wrong right um, Perfect Dark was a big in especially because I actually had the um, expansion pack <laughs> right which allows you to do like the four player and all the extra stuff mm -hmm. that was the the uh, Mario Kart I mean come on dude that yeah. was a fan favorite oh, yeah. at all times um, and then also Mario Party was another big one mm -hmm. for that um, there was a lot of other games that other people played. I never got into like the Super Mario's type yeah. worlds. I never got into any of the um, Zelda stuff. Yeah. Which is weird for me. Yeah, that is think. weird for you. Yeah. I just never was into it. I remember playing Turok uh, on 64. I never played on 64. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there were, listen, there were a bunch of awesome games. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so what we used to do a lot is we used to play, we used to do a lot of character creators uh, in the wrestling games. Oh, yeah. And we used to just make all the superheroes mm. uh mm. <laughs> we basically made the justice league uh with the character creations with the limited capabilities they had back then um you're talking about when we you did yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah 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 not on the 64 not on the 64 on, like, playstations and i jumped ahead just, yeah, 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 just yeah. games in general but that yeah. was the favorite thing to do because i remember it was gosh it must have been like 2004 three 2005 it's that same like th two to three year gap where we did a lot of like crazy stuff but we made um the stables <laughs> for for wrestling you can make a stable of like groups yeah and we had all the different little ones we were able to make them look eh, finger quotes like the characters the best we could with the available skins and, and uh accessories they had the stuff they have nowadays oh you can do it dude it's epic <laughs> i don't know why i haven't had well i know why i I just don't play enough games to actually do it. But I, I literally do want to get one of the new, like, WWF, uh, F, sorry, WWE. Um, yeah, I know. 
know, um, games because some of the stuff is just super, super in depth and it's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but no, what I was going to say for the only reason why I got an Xbox, um, it wasn't even because of Halo. It was, um, because Knights of the Old Republic was coming out. Yes. And it was basically pick a PlayStation and have all these crazy games and all this like backlog and all this cool stuff or get an Xbox and you can play a Star Wars RPG. And I'm like, we're going Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a no brainer. Made sense for you. Had Darth uh, Revan. Actually, no, in the commercials, it was Darth Malak that was shown because Darth Revan was your character. So they didn't show that. Oh, yeah. But um, it was it was awesome. Um, Now, the reason why I said the Xbox 360 specifically was because um, the first Xbox was fun, right? And yes, it had uh, uh, Halo and Halo 2. Mm-hmm. And those were awesome games and we spent a lot of time with that. Yeah. But the 360 was when Halo 3 came out. Yeah. And that was college. So that was more me and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. But we got into the beta for Halo 3 by purchasing Crackdown, which was the best marketing ever invented for that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so with a pre-order at GameStop of $5 for Crackdown, you got access to the Halo 3 beta. There were millions of people in that Halo 3 beta. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the game that we played hardcore in um, college. And then that also was when we started playing the NCAA series, oh, which yeah. is supposed to be coming back 2025, I think it is. Hmm. They finally figured out the whole licensing thing, the whole licensing thing yeah, for colleges yeah. and the players will get paid and all this kind of right, bullshit. Right, right, right. Um, but it's, you know, it's been since like 2015. Yeah. So it'll be like 10 years of oh, yeah. no games. Because uh, it's it's one of the best freaking things is playing um, online dynasty mode with different people and stuff like that. It's so, so epic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so we had Madden, NCAA, and then um, that was still the time frame when you still had uh, 2K sports were still relevant. Mm. And so they had the 2K football, the 2K hockey, the 2K um, collegiate basketball, NBA, and all that stuff. And those were only like 20 bucks. Mm. Remember, that was like their yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. They were 19 99 when everything else was like 49 i think at the time i think it was like 50 dollars games was like the average now they're 70 yeah um but there was just such a good amount of games that we played a lot into college and then right after college when i came back down when we lived together that one time mm-hmm. when everybody was coming over to like the the wintry area oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the freedom time frame yeah uh <laughs> Um, that we we were playing nonstop, you know, and I, that was the 360 time frame. What, what Mike was referring to with the little <laughs> ring sound and the freedom thing is. I, at one point, um, did not have a car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was using Michael's mother's scooter. Yep. And it was a little 49cc, I want to say. Uh, Honda. Yep, Honda scooter that had, like, uh, Japanese, we think they were Japanese, It was Japanese. Uh, characters on the side, and it was, like, this orange and cream color. And it had um, orange, uh, not orange, sorry, cherry blossoms. As cherry well. blossoms on, yeah. Yep. It, it, yeah. You know what? I rocked it, and I did not care here's the thing i needed and to get to work <laughs> the reason why it, it was the freedom time frame was because one night we decided to go play some pool like we did a lot at that point in time um and have like a a couple of beers over at gators dockside yeah 
And I had my car. Chris had his scooter. So we were going home and I was like, hey, man, th- okay, this scooter went 45 miles per hour maxed out. Yeah. So we're driving down Highway 50. 50, down, 50 miles per hour downhill. Yeah. 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 So this is only for the locals. So we were driving down Highway 50 and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to drive behind you so that no one will mess with you because it was it was kind of late. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, he happened to be wearing an American Eagle shirt. No, it wasn't American Eagle shirt. Are you sure? Yeah. It was some type of other brand of like this is the time period where like ed hardy was. ed hardy was a thing and yeah. other types of shirts like that that had a lot of embellishment and whatever yeah. were a thing so and my, so so hold on i have to say this it's important <laughs> i would never purchase these things myself but you got it from your dad's shop my father had a shop and it was like a boutique kind of like high-end clothing he had stuff in there like lucky brand stuff before lucky brand was a thing and like ed hardy before ed hardy was a thing like he had a lot of stuff in there um that became famous shortly after um you know he got it in which is pretty cool like he was kind of ahead of that fashion trend thing so he gave me these things so this this shirt uh had this embroidering and it said freedom on the back from shoulder to shoulder and then it had like this american eagle and this is all like this heavily embroidered stitching uh you know on it no it was the american eagle on the back and then the front it said freedom in black in in black letters yeah uh yes pretty sure this said freedom on your back this because that's what i saw when I was driving, this was the image I had, was this decently sized dude on this teeny tiny scooter going all of 40 miles per hour yeah. at night with a motor with with, with a Peter Parker um, style helmet yeah. from um, the Tobey Maguire it was series. a mo- it was a scooter helmet yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. 100% uh, that had freedom and then an eagle the, the eagle on your back was on the, the back from shoulder to shoulder and it said freedom in big sure black it said freedom there? yes on, on, on the chest mm. I could have sworn it was the other way but anyway yeah, I it was the most hilarious thing so I am dying it was driving like, behind him biker gang guy wannabe on a little moped a little moped it was the funniest thing oh, and i rocked it so great i knew i wore that shirt intentionally because i was gonna ride the scooter and oh. it, it was just one of those things i just i just did it i committed it, it's it's just a memory burned <laughs> into my brain but anyway back to to gaming and gaming consoles so those are my reasons for those i i do think there's better consoles oh yeah than the ones that especially the handhelds like psp and yeah all, i yeah. mean also like i just never had that my thing well that's what i was gonna say my thing is i the first mm, let me start from the beginning the first gaming console that i was ever able to get was the xbox mm. um <laughs> every other one like i was given or i inherited from somebody kind of sketchily because <laughs> my mother would not allow me to play video games and or own those types of things mm. um so because of that i didn't get to play i, I got to play nintendo when i I went over to my friend's Joey's house when I was in like second grade. Um, my other friend, Alan, who lived around the corner, had a Super Nintendo, um, but he was kind of a jerk. So I didn't really like him that much, but he had a Super Nintendo that had Knockout and it had baseball game. So it was kind of worth it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved down here to Florida, um, the girl that lived right behind me, Rebecca, she had a um, Super Nintendo and we would play like... Like there was a there was a Kirby game that had like four games in one. Yeah, yeah. And it was the Kirby All-Stars that we like knocked it out. Like we destroyed the whole thing. It was awesome. And then she also had Killer Instinct. We played that a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other games. I don't remember what they were. I mean, obviously I've played 
Super Mario Brothers and all the different sure. renditions of those, but yeah, that's like standard. I just remember the era is like Sega Genesis and and Super Nintendo, and they were like head to head. And Genesis had, a, I think, faster frame rate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it looked better, it was smoother and whatnot. But like Super Nintendo, just the games were better, like the the amount of games they had. Well, see, and here's the thing: I have never played any of those consoles. Interesting. I've never even seen them in real life outside of like when we went to like EB and stuff and where they were in bags. I've never played one of those games. I've never seen one of those games except for like on YouTube or like I said. Yeah, I played Sonic on on that console. I've played 7-Up, which was like this. It was like Red Dot 7-Up. I I know what it is because I I watch a lot of YouTube Yeah, <laughs> like retro game stuff. It was such like a advertising for like Seven Up the soda, but they had like a Pepsi game too. Yeah, but um, it was actually a good game. So it was pretty yeah. funny. Side scroller, but um, yeah. So I think those were. And then I played Killer Instinct on that that platform. Yeah. Um, I do remember. Then they had a they had a Sega uh, Saturn. Remember Sega Saturn? They tried to do that. Sega just it was it was better technology, better a lot of things, and then it just it couldn't they couldn't do it. Well, okay, hold on. I I do want to I take back what I said. You know how I used to have gaming consoles set up at Walmart? Yeah. With like the neck strain look up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played either the Genesis or the Saturn or possibly even both because I did play a couple Sega games like standing there. Sure. But that means that less than like an hour in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. No, that <laughs> because makes... I was quickly pulled away from those areas. Yeah. Now the Dreamcast, I mean, that was a great system. I did play the Dreamcast. I forgot about the Dreamcast. Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Yes, it was. And that's why they bought it out and shelved it because they knew they were going to lose absolutely the best football game for like the longest was the 2k uh, uh it was nfl 2k because it was the year 2001 and it had randy moss on the cover and it was awesome as far as frame rate as far as uh, the animations the way that the uh the, the physics finger quotes here because it wasn't physic based it was 100 percent animation based but they were actually able to like cleverly disguise that mm-hmm. it was so good um there was also like a uh i want to say it was like nba nba streets yeah where it was like so. a three on yes. three basketball game yeah 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 like a street ball game uh-huh and it was awesome yeah that was during the the, the streets finger quotes time yes. frame of all the sports yeah um nfl blitz blitz was good blitz was a was a staple in our like friendship group yeah um uh, I, the first time i played a grand theft auto game was on a dreamcast and it was the bird's eye view and that's how that game was originally you yeah, know one and two was up. like that mm-hmm. uh the first time i played a grand theft auto game was with you mm. and it was three yeah um i forgot i think it was playstation 2 you owned it on right probably yeah makes sense sure um yeah oh gosh we played the heck out of that game yeah. to the point where me and you were both very good at uh like drifting around corners yeah. uh <laughs> before that was like implemented in the game the only thing that we would do is just ride around and use like the uh uh the infinite like ammo codes yep. run over a pedestrian get cops to start following us and just see how long we could run away yep uh reminds me do you remember the game driver yes i love that game was it me and PlayStation you PlayStation one was 
Mars Driver, and okay. Driver 2 was a two-disc game. Right. And that was the one where you can get out of the car and go get other, like, get okay. into other cars. So the first one, to be able to even play the game, you had to go through, like, the tutorial where you were in the parking garage, and you had to do, like, X yes. amount of, like, tricks, finger yeah. quotes here, to be able to pass it. Yeah. I did not know what a slalom was, mm -hmm. and neither did um, my friend that I was playing with. We could not get past the tutorial level <laughs> for like a couple of years. I'm wow. not joking. Wow. We played and I think beat driver two before we were able to ever play driver one. Wow. Because back then, you know, like there wasn't like a, okay, skip. There but, was an instruction manual. But it didn't explain what <laughs> oh, the thing didn't? was. Uh. The way we finally figured it out was there was a way to put like ghost mode on mm. where a phantom car yes, yes. did all the things to show you how to do it. But it was hidden in like a sub menu of a sub menu. Mm. And so when we finally figured it out, we were just like watching it. And it's like, oh, we have to go around like serpentine the pillars. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was it was a very sad moment in my gaming experience. At Driver Two, I drive both Driver games, but Driver Two I played the heck out of. I feel like Driver Two they they stole everything from Driver Two and just started incorporating all of that into the Grand Theft Auto series. Absolutely, because yeah. it's it was an R-rated version of, of. They just took it that. all away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love that you could burn out. There's a button to actually burn out. Mm -hmm. And the cops chase you, and the AI and the cops were like was ridiculous, but also fun, right? Do you remember the Godfather games? I didn't play them, but yes. Oh, it was like playing the Grand Theft Auto, but it was like mobster themed. Yes, and it was, it was, it was completely different, but it really wasn't that much of a difference. Yeah, but it was more of like a a, a turf roar turf war style game yeah um kind of like how the first um saints row was yeah yeah yeah. because the first saints row was totally grounded totally normal it was all about like tagging mm -hmm. different areas with like uh i remember that your your uh symbols and stuff yep and then it went crazy where you have huge purple dildos as weapons to kill one another as you're becoming president and then going to hell yeah it's weird yeah it got weird yeah it got really weird went dark um it's actually re uh uh i heard about that yeah not re Refreshing, resurfacing the no it uh, uh they're starting over oh um rebooting that's yeah. they're doing a reboot of it um nice. and it's supposed to be crazy <laughs> yeah not interested in it yeah it's it's never really been my thing I, so same thing with grand theft auto i, I will say we're doing this weird thing where we draw a topic and it becomes hyper relevant to either what we've just talked about or mm -hmm. what we've maybe just did i just for the first time and i can't tell you how long turned on my playstation 3 today earlier today <laughs> Oh, wow. You have a PlayStation 3? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a lie. Yeah, no, it's PlayStation 3. Yes, PlayStation 3. You made me second guess myself there for a second. Yeah, so now they're on five, right? Yeah, I yeah. have a three. And I put in Gran Turismo 6. Oh, yeah. So Gran Turismo, I had... That's actually, so funny enough, the first video game I played in Florida with a friend was Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. I think it was Gran Turismo 2. Radley. Nope. Really? Woody. Oh, good old Woodster. Yeah. 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 No, but you did have Gran Turismo 2 because that's where I found out that I'm uh, uh, in love with Lancers. Yes. Later on, I, I wasn't, we weren't friends then. Yep. And I played that game with him and we, you know, he liked cars. He liked like high-end cars and like that kind of stuff. He was a very foo-foo kind of, you know, uh, you know, like the, like the finer things, you know? Right. Um, and the reason he really liked that game is because one of the soundtrack, one of the, um, on the soundtrack, one of the, Maybe. no, Sting. Oh my God. 
like desert that rain. Is, I don't know. That is so yeah. just spot on. I, for that was he, that period of time where that 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 song came out, and and he just played that song. I'm like, huh? Indications of what was to come. Right. Uh, no, makes we'll just, sense. We'll just leave it Signs at that. Were there. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, he was technically man. I mean, he beached at the plate. He was like my first friend in finger quote in Florida. Really? See, I yeah. thought I thought that you had met Bradley before that. I maybe probably around the same time. That makes sense. You had like an indoor friend and then like an outdoor friend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's how it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah so. Um no, but yeah. So I remember in that game when me and you started playing it, uh the car that I randomly picked that just like became my car, it was like a cherry red mm-hmm. um Lancer Evolution 5 GSR. And I loved that car, which led to me owning multiple Lancers. Yeah. Um, still my favorite car. It's amazing how a video game put something in your head like yeah. that and then made you like loyal to a brand of car. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's it's insane, those kind of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but no, and I I, I hate racing games. <laughs> right. Because now, if you let me sit down and have pedals and a steering wheel, I will play a racing game all day long funny you say that but i think i want to build a rig <laughs> oh my gosh first you wanted to have an air sim- simulator i, I want to do Airplane that plane simulator. that's gosh use the whole word that's more expensive it is i looked into the differences. Uh, a rig for racing games you can get that under like 200 yes you can yeah easy yeah yeah and it would fit multiple in, in this room and, and we could i play saw together. some that actually like literally fold up in, yeah in a way where not super but like but they're enough it, to it's put actually Actually, pretty decent. I, yeah, I've yeah. seen those in real life. Yeah. Um. Now we just got to also get the chairs that move along with it. The hydraulics. See, that's where it gets expensive. Yeah, that's only like five or six grand. We could probably we could probably swing that right. Oof. But I I would like to do that. As I said, I like F one. I'd love to be able to just they have the steering wheels that have all the switches and buttons and controls, and it looks like an F one steering wheel. Uh. And I'm like, whoa, that'd be cool to learn, but that's intimidating. But I want to learn it. It's like a challenge, you know. No, it, it's definitely one of those things where nowadays the simulation aspect on so many different types of games that we played as kids where it was like wouldn't it be cool if and it's like um, if you have disposable income it is doable nowadays mind you Gran-, Gran Turismo the title of it is Gran Turismo Real Driving Simulator yeah like that is what it is so it's not it's funny it's the most boring game you can play if you're a racer like racing because it's not fancy frills there's no. no really damage on the cars or anything crazy like that it's literally a driving simulator where it's replicating the feel of the car the handling to steer yeah. that all that kind of stuff but i always loved it and it was kind of one of those games that i've always each console i had or each version that came out of that game i always bought it well now it's kind of been replaced though with uh forza a little bit i mean it forza it came out it's because grand theft uh, i'm sorry grand turismo the graphics were amazing and then forza came out like that was what it was known for like oh my gosh it's like so realistic and then forza came out and then those graphics were like whoa and then even the camera angles on it and all that and then the damage and all that so it's like whoa this game the, the graphics on the most recent Forza. Yeah. It's, when I say it's insane, I, I know that like, you know, every five years, everything that was insane sucks, but like, oh my gosh. Right. It's a, it's a doozy. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say that's a more fun version to play of a like Gran Turismo style game, but Gran Turismo just has like the realism of how the car feels and each car, you know, it does its own thing. You can set up the car differently. You can do it. Well, that's what I was going to say know. is that now there, there's two different, uh, uh, Forza's nowadays. Mm. There's two different like lines, right? Yeah. There's the regular one, which now is very, very similar to Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the Horizons line, mm. which is more of the fun, young. Let's yeah, let's all get together and do like a free run. And there's going to be like pinatas we got to collect along yeah, the, yeah. the you know the realistic um, like Mexican uh, blah 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 blah. And they they pick like a different like country every time. Themes, right, right. And it's cool, but it's like a totally different thing. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, racing games were things that like you liked racing games a lot more than I did. Um, but because of that, I played a lot of them. Mirror, right, like right. that was the same time that the uh that need for speed like underground um something club uh midnight club midnight. yeah something like that yes that is the, that one yeah, yeah there was all those like street racing games that's the same time that the fast and the furious movies first came out yep and everybody was talking about racers and like just you know neon everywhere neon under <laughs> underglow yeah way to go yep, yep. yeah um which is funny too, because we went. I think when we like started our friendship w- w- uh, with gaming, it was very um, racing and Tekken based. Yes, Tekken. Those were the two like styles of games we played. Yeah, and then it slowly went from that into first person shooters. <laughs> First person shooters. We had a little thing with, um, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Like RPG style games, uh, not RPG. Uh, what, what, what would you classify Legends of Dragoon? Uh, remember that game? Oh, that's an RPG. Yeah, it is an RPG. Well, no, it's a JRPG. JRPG. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah, that's how I was looking. It's a, it's a subset. Subset. Yeah. So like, no games like that. Legends of Dragoon. Legends. I and... would play that right. I would stop this recording and play that right now if I had a emulator for my ipad i would 100 yeah. and now i'm 100 going to look that up because i guarantee you there is one and remember how they had all the quick time stuff i yeah. bet you it's touched <gasps> Ooh, i'm gonna check that out later you're welcome update next week y'all <laughs> <laughs> no but i loved that game it's one it was one of the first rpg style games i ever completed got it yeah and that was four me too freaking discs yeah yeah there were four discs that's and that's every time <laughs> and okay so for those of you who don't understand what four discs mean in this context you literally would put the first disc in and then you'd get to a certain point in the game where it's like hey if you want to log into like this area you need to put disc two in and you're like oh okay that makes sense now i'm never gonna have to use disc one again no 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 no. if you ever want to go back to any of those areas that you played on disc one you gotta put it back in yeah and guess what you're gonna have to go back yeah so you were getting up sometimes three or four times to change out discs yeah because if you were on disc four and you need to go and do something on disc one sometimes you could just put disc one in sometimes you would have to put disc three in and then go to that area and then go to disc two and go to that area and then go to disc one yeah it was horrible that's what we had that's what we had to endure yeah nowadays that would probably fit on like a thumb drive it's true the whole thing i remember uh although you don't care about these games and i understand why because neither do why they spooked me out but they did a great job resident evil 2 okay so that game was a really good game i've played it well let me rephrase that so those style of games yes they terrify me because i'm a big wimp but like the third person over the shoulder like exploratory type style games i love to watch someone play those games now before twitch was a thing before let's plays were a thing this was just what you would do right there was always one person in a friend group that was really good at x style game and nobody else was sure so they would hold the controller on those ones yeah because everybody enjoys the story of a game but not everybody can control it right like when you beat the um prince of persia sands of time oh yeah whatever the heck it was Mm mm-hmm 
Um, the one that then later Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. movie to like basically took place of that game. Yeah. That was a cool game. And I never would have learned how it went if I didn't watch you play it. Right. The first Batman game that was based off like the Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Because I would never have had the patience to play that game. Yeah. Um, one of these days, we got to get together on a PC so I can watch you play all of the Arkham games. Oh. Because I own all of them on PC. Oh, you do? Yeah. There was a sale where they were each like five bucks. Uh-huh. And I was like, I would be a fool a not to. Because they're normally still like 30 plus for most of them. Oh, really? I got yeah. a couple of them on um, a PS3. As I said, they have PS3. So. so I have I have the first four Arkham games and I have uh, Shadow of War Nemesis. Hmm. Um, not Shadow of War Nemesis. Whatever the second one is that has the Nemesis system. In oh. it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, good games. But So Assassin's Creed, you even got into that game the first one you got into the one of the last ones here oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no no, no. I, I did play valhalla yeah i played it for a while i streamed it and i uh i remember you wanted to kill me at one point <laughs> because i got stuck on a quest where i had to find like these two guys trying to like infiltrate my uh my this village is, this is when you were twitching yeah yeah that's why i said i streamed it yeah and so um i found the first one no problem and then i spent over 45 minutes looking for the second one went everywhere on the map except for like the three feet over from where I first started where the guy was glowing with like a yellow outline around him that I literally did not see to the point where I got a text message from you like the next day like you suck at games <laughs> oh no, no no it wasn't a text message it was. you called me yeah. at work on the work line with other people listening in the background to berate me yes for being bad at games yes and I was in the middle of work I was trying to show my support for your twitch channel right right, right. No, no, no it was appreciated <laughs> but like I was in the middle of actually working for like the 10 minutes of, of that day that I was working and um I was so like what are you what are you talking about and then finally i got it and i was like oh oh yeah yeah you watched it yeah no i, I couldn't find it yeah no, i gotta go there <laughs> but yeah um no but so i played the first assassin's creed i thought it was really cool and then i fell out of it trying to collect all the, the stupid little things you have to collect oh yeah and i i just stopped playing then i played valhalla just because i was streaming and i was like oh that'd be a good game to stream and i played it for a little bit and then once again i fell out of it i think i have like assassin's creed one two three and then like brotherhood or something like that i know you have black flag and black flag because you explained black flag and that was one of your favorite ones um because of the cop combat aspect of it or something like that yeah uh, which is uh, uh, a common consensus around is that that was one of the best fighting things they're actually making a pirate game that's based off of black flag yeah I believe um, it. like the systems ba- are based yeah, off, yeah. not like the story or yeah i hear you um yeah but nowadays i'm basically pc only yeah i don't i don't play as i said i just fired up my ps3 for the first time just to throw in gran turismo and that's only because i've been i'm like i wanted to see so this is gonna be really nerdy and funny i wanted to drive this the the track that <laughs> f1 is actually driving oh this weekend God. i knew exactly Monza. So, so, so that's yeah, cool yeah italy so so basically i did and i and i drove so kind of learn the corners and stuff so when i watch it i can like oh yeah that's where this one cuts right and left and you know that kind of thing so yeah i did that that's funny 
<laughs> that is really funny. Yeah. Um, Dug out the game, fired up. I had to do all the updates and oh, downloads sure. and everything just to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, I have a PS4 Pro that I bought for Monster Hunter World when it came out mm. because it, it was one of those stupid releases where Monster Hunter World for the for the consoles came out in like June, but it wasn't going to come out for PC until like September. Um, just what? a comment. Yeah. You've mentioned multiple times you've purchased a console just for one game. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's hysterical. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing. If I want something, I get it. Yeah. That's just how I operate. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's the game I want to play. So I'll purchase this console mm-hmm. and spend $500 on this console just to play this. Oh, you want game. another example? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the reason why I bought a Wii U. Oh, boy. Was for Mario Kart 8. I bought the Wii U, four controllers, four of the little steering wheel controller things that you put the controllers into. Yeah. And the game literally because I was like, oh, you know what? It'd really be fun to play right now. Mario Kart. Mm. So I went to the I went to the Florida Mall, walked into uh, I think it was EB still. I think it was like right before the change over to GameStop. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I want to play Mario Kart. What's the like the newest thing? I didn't know that the Wii U was a console. Mm. It apparently had like just recently came out and he was like, oh, yeah, this is like the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Really nice guy. Helped me out the whole spiel. He even was like, you don't need all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I spent like $600, $700 that oh day. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Easy. Um, so anyway, that's how I got my my uh, PS4 Pro, mm. which was only like four ninety nine, three ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't even pay attention. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, something I believe. Like that. It was cheaper than that's what I'm saying though. I bought that and it was cheaper overall with everything I bought, mm, except for the headset. Um than getting Mario Kart. Mm. Yeah. Played that for like all of a month. Uh oh my then I had I, I had a uh, one of the Call of Duties for that system as well didn't like it because i don't like the playstation controller i just never have yeah um more of an xbox person yeah, um, more of the playstation guy out of the yeah, two yeah, of yeah, us no. so here's the thing uh i i've never had an issue admitting when playstation actually made a better console than the xbox like a uh, comparison sure of admitting that it's just that in the beginning they didn't and now i think that if you're like a person that really enjoys like playing games like that you just need to have both just because it's going to be exclusives to one or the other um and all that kind of stuff and plus pc is better than all of them so it doesn't really matter it, i mean it's not a fair comparison if you're going to spend like twelve twelve thousand dollars on a pc rig that is literally meant to do the best thing ever versus five or six hundred dollars on a box that has components that are set and standardized which one do you think is going to be you better twelve thousand dollars yeah not twelve hundred correct oh my gosh one two comma then like zero zero that's not my pc oh, oh okay no mine was only like five grand okay oh my god uh probably closer to like six at this point well you know when it blows up and you have to hey man <laughs> when when literally you have an explosion inside of your um case yeah you gotta you gotta change out power supplies and motherboards and all kinds of fun stuff so you then you would argue then to conclude the console conversation is pcs is what you would do oh pc master race absolutely yeah right yeah no uh at the end of the day a pc is always going to have better because i understand that one you can constantly upgrade it yeah and then two your processing power is just going to be bigger yeah they have to find you know the best like a value for everything else so sure um and that's the other nice thing too is that like my pc 
certain parts of my PC is probably like three or four years old and it's still night and day better than the PS5 or the uh, Xbox Series X yeah. at the best like uh, uh, versions. Makes sense. And it's, it's, I actually need to start upgrading some parts of my PC. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's, but still, but there again, you can easily... You can easily spend $1,200 on a graphics card for like some of the good stuff. Or if you really getting kind of like bent over, you might spend like three grand on a graphics card mm. and you can put multiple graphics cards in your system. That's mm. mentioned like you're talking once again, some <laughs> it's when I said 12,000, if you're trying to get like top of the line, you might pay that not because that's how much everything costs, but because sometimes to get like particular things, you have to pay way above market value. Sure. Just for supply and demand aspects. Cause they know that they are the only company that has something right away. So you know, this what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, PC to me is much better in a lot of regards because nowadays, you have things like uh, uh, Game Pass for like the Xbox, where almost all, uh, okay, I think it's all of the Xbox exclusive games, they have day one releases on Game Pass. Game Pass is a monthly subscription for like 10 bucks. Hmm. So the first day that the brand new $70 game comes out, you can just download it and play it for free. Oh, wow. Because it's 10 bucks. And they also have it so you can do the same thing, plus a whole crap ton of other like uh, 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 games, some of which are from older systems and things like that. That as well that you can just download and play and you can also do it on pc where you take your microsoft xbox controller and just plug it into your pc yeah so it's using the exact same thing that's cool um and then for um, playstation they're gonna they're slowly starting to do some of the same style things same thing with like nintendo and stuff like that so eh. yeah so uh pc overall is just more more convenient and i think overall better is there any game that you like that maybe wasn't received well or you like it more for nostalgia that you'd be able to just put in like older game that you'd be able to put in and just play and you want to do so every few years like you mentioned all right like you'll jump on you'll put on the the game boy color and you'll play it every now and then mm -hmm. pokemon mm -hmm. blue right is there any game like that that like you're like oh i really like you feel that urge to want to go play if you had the opportunity yes but it's kind of a, a cheap cutout um so you remember the ninja turtles game yeah four player side scroller yep well, they keep remaking it for yeah, Xbox. Yeah. Yes. So I get to do that every couple of years. That's funny. <laughs> they just recently came out with a new one. And now they've added like extra characters you can play as. Now you can play as Casey Jones. You can play as Shre uh, not Shredder, uh, Splinter. I think mm -hmm. also April O'Neil you can play as. Oh. And like it's they keep like adding new things to it, like revamping it, blah, blah, blah. But like on the 360 maybe the xbox one i don't know which one i want to say it's 360 though um was the first time they brought like the original game and you could play it online multiplayer with people so like me and john boy have beaten it um a couple times and stuff like that so um and it's fun because like you can before you know the game was made for you to lose so you'd put quarters in right the difficulty is just the same just the difference is instead of putting quarters you're hitting the a button <laughs> right, right right so you know it, it was really fun uh, yeah. doing that so that that's definitely a game that i i do go back to and play but good one a lot of times when i'm going back to it to play it yes i'm playing the same game again but it's like updated graphics and better so. yeah no of course <laughs> no um i can't really because see here's the thing is that a lot of the games that i like are genre style games yeah that have annual releases right right so like if i want to go play like a cod game a new one comes out every single year right right so 
I'm not going to go back and play one from three years ago, which nobody plays anymore. Right. 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 Um, I guess Halo used to be like that. But nowadays, it's not really. <laughs> sure. Because they have Master Chief Edition, at, besides the Halo Infinite, where you can literally play every single one of the versions at this, like, you can just jump from, like, one to one to one to one to one. Yeah. Um, same thing with, like, any kind of sports game. So, you know, I like a lot of sports games. Right. Where, yes, I'm, I haven't played a baseball game in, like, three years. Oh, I really want to play a baseball game. Cool. I can totally do that. But I'm not going to go back and play, like, 2015. I'm going to play the 2022. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I have, like, a boxing game. I love uh you know that some of those boxing games are i would be totally down to go play knockout from like back in the day because they don't make that one anymore correct that's a good one <laughs> and i would totally play that remember when danielson freaking got to be insane with the the tiktok and dodge right. around yep. crap yep and then we had to stop playing yeah. because he got too good and it was no longer fun for him. <laughs> Funny. Hitman Sly would just learn all of the combos for any fighting game and yep. basically turn it into not being fun. <laughs> I, I remember doing the, um, what was it, uh, Fight Night. And we used to do character creation, Fight go night. through the that's, campaign and do all that's that. That's the name I meant to say, not Knockout. I know what okay. you're talking about. Knockout I, I was a good one thing. too. It was a good one, but that was a different style. Yeah, the Fight Night was awesome because, like I said, we, do, we all did the created characters. Yeah, yeah. And then... And after we all made ourselves, mm-hmm. then we started making like, we made like Bruce Lee and yeah, yeah. Um, all those kind of stupid things. We made Rocky, of course. Yep. Remember, cause you could, I remember the, the, uh, the last one I think we played was the first one that you could download created characters from other people. Oh yeah. So we had like Clubber Lang, we had Rocky, we had Ivan Drago, we had, um, Apollo Creed. Yeah. Like we had everyone from that. Um, that would be, that would be a fun one to play now. Yeah. 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 For me, uh, there's a couple of them. Fighting Force is one of those like i've played recently on um on emulator um and it, it's tough because you know the, the frame rate the graph you know it's just a little bit tougher of course, it doesn't, of course. doesn't really keep um tenchu stealth assassins was one that i Call i thought was no no no, 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 no. come on come yeah that one yeah um i love that game because yes the, the stealth the stealth aspect of it um was cool but more so you can do like the grappling hook and go on rooftops and like disappear like you could do a bunch of cool some of the stuff that you were able to do when playing that game was awesome to watch the stuff that i was able to do was fail missions yeah so i had more fun watching you play yeah um way of the samurai i really enjoyed that game with all Um, the different endings and all the different style weapons and stuff yeah yeah, i loved that game so and there's not a lot there weren't a lot of games like that do you remember the sword fighting game yes it was awesome uh Ken, kendo uh kendo yeah something like that i think it was kendo 2 yeah but yeah like they had like they had the classic like street fire sorry street fighter um like bonus level games but instead of the bonus level it was like the training yes to increase your stuff so you were like slicing through the bamboo yeah thing instead of like beating up the cars that was a great and then each each character they had different kind of like so, like sword or ability or styles you change Style. styles right yeah that was that was a really good game no, i really enjoyed that um the kendo was a bushido which i'm trying to remember i think it's I think it started with a k pretty sure i want to say it did because all of the cool games started with that like uh there was the uh romance of the three kingdoms game uh kenshin not kenshin now i'm confused kessin kessin yeah yeah that was one of my favorite games back in the day yeah um just because i never played a game like that which is funny because all that talk i've done in the past few weeks about playing the uh 
Warhammer Total War games. That's mm-hmm. basically what it is. It's the same basic principle. You mentioned it in one of the podcasts. Yeah. 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 Where it's, you know, it's just like, hey, I'm going to take this unit of spear users and they're going to move forward over here. And then I'm going to come around the corner with these like archers and they're going to do this from the flank. And that's going to get this bonus to go here and da 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 da. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I, I very much enjoy those types of things. Yeah. You have to learn the meta of whatever game you're playing because sometimes it's not the same as what it should be in real life. But it is what it is. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, Super Nintendo is a hit for me because of all the superhero games mm. that you get to mm. play. You get to actually, that was the first console you, I've, you, I got to play as heroes I wanted to play with. Either Superman, uh, Death of Superman game, which I still have. The Spider-Man games, which Maximum Carnage and all that, which I still have. Uh, Justice League Task Force, which is like a fight against each other game, Mortal Kombat style, you know. Uh, you know, Street Fighter, but for DC Heroes game which people didn't like. I, I enjoyed it just because it's the first game you get to do that with those types of heroes, you know? Right. So I, I enjoyed those types of things. So, you know, once again, the nostalgia factor, like being a comic book guy and getting to play with uh, as the heroes, that was cool to me, you know? I, I missed out on like all those types of things. Um, like my, my friend groups that played games when I started like gaming, gaming, it was all sports games for like the longest time and that slowly moved into like the wrestling games and then it slowly moved into um, like fighting games around mm-hmm. the same time that like me and you became friends. Yeah. And then like I said, when when Dan and Sly joined the group, then we played a lot of fighters. So we played like all the Dragon Ball Z fighting games. We still sure. were trying to play Tekken because Tekken was still fun for us. But yeah. like then it got weird. Yeah. It got, after tag. Yeah. It got kind of weird. Right. Right. Um, And then also after tag is when they are starting in tag is when they no longer had like the cool cut scene when you like finally beat it with that character. Right. It was right. just like some static like photo with like a scrolling text of what yeah. happened. I was like, oh, why would I beat it 5,000 times then? Right. Lame. Yeah. Um, then like the Mortal Kombat, uh, when all those, not Mortal Kombat, sorry, wrong, wrong one. We never really got big into Mortal Kombat. I did for a little bit that they had the one where you can, uh, change the different styles. Like, the, yeah, like the, the, uh, it was like two different styles and then a weapon. weapon. Right. Yeah. That was a cool game. That one was fun. Uh, but I liked the one where it was the Mortal Kombat versus DC. I have that one. Yeah. That I one was that awesome. One. Yeah. Um, and then there was like the Naruto games that we did for a while. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest problem that we ever had was playing the, the the fighters was that literally one of those two guys would just yeah. literally practice for like 12 hours straight memorize every single move and have the timing perfect to where it was like well that was fun yeah all right it was cool. just not enjoyable anymore uh, let's play uh let's play some madden yeah it's yeah. <laughs> funny so, cool yeah um Anything else in that subject line? No. I mean, I think I spoke my piece on... Yeah. I had an Atari. I... Okay, so I did play an Atari. I played the Western game where you had to, like, shoot one another through the little line. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I played Star Wars, Mm -hmm. which was, like, you had to... You were supposed to kill the uh, uh, Imperial Walkers, Mm. AT-ATs, and then never could figure out how, because that was, like, three. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I just flew above them (laughs) really fast. It's funny. Um, But, yeah. I still have the Atari sitting in a bag somewhere. Uh, I've never owned an Atari. I I have owned almost every, except for Sony products, uh, almost every single console at one point or another. But mm-hmm. now I don't have like any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, my, my introduction to um, video games is at my grandmother's house. And I think my uncle uh, owned a Nintendo mm-hmm. and I would play Nintendo. So I play all the original Nintendo games. Um, 
including the traditional duck hunt and Mario, right? The combo. Mario, right, yeah. And, um, yep. And I remember the damn duck hunt. Duck hunt was like my jam. I was always amazing at it. Yeah. I was like the best one of the friend group. But then the second you put in uh, Mario, I was like the worst. Yeah. Um, never been good at platformers. You can attest for that. Uh, but one game I was good at, Kung Fu. I remember Kung Fu. I was the only one that could make it halfway through the second level. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that was a tough game. Legitimately, it took us like almost the entire third grade year to get past the first level. Yeah. Consistently. Mm -hmm. And that was very difficult. But then the second one is where you start having all the snakes show up and everything. Yep. What? You had some like green belts. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> they were too hard. Yep. And then um, they had that karate, the tournament karate. Uh, it's like a tournament based game. I don't, I never played that one. No. It was, like I said, it was Karate Kid, but it was like. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. it was my, one of my neighbors. Mm -hmm own the game and he only had like those two games well three if you count the the combo thing boxing game i mean they, they had some cool games that came out i enjoy i remember batman came out i remember regular nintendo game i remember it being like couldn't figure out how to do anything or anything like that oh really yeah constantly trying to like switch to the different types of like side weapons and everything and it's just like didn't understand what was what was going on right like i knew who batman was but i didn't know what batman was mm. I remember i was sheltered I didn't, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've never seen any of those or allowed to watch cartoons or yeah have any comics or <laughs> yeah any of that so yeah, yeah. and anywho and look at you now yeah <laughs> overcorrection oh yeah um so let's talk some coffee yeah <sighs> Overall, I'm just gonna I'm throw it out there. I'm 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 going between a three point five and a four. Uh, yeah. Um I'll do a three. Yeah. I'm gonna do a three point five. I, I liked the strength of it. I didn't taste any of those notes. Like Me neither. none of them, man. Which is disappointing because some of the other ones that we've had, we were starting to be able to taste it. Yeah. Definitely didn't taste any raisin. That's like the furthest thing of anything I tasted. Um the marzipan, which is supposed to be like almond. No, I didn't taste any of that. Maybe the milk chocolate, maybe, but I don't think so. I didn't taste any of it. Yeah. I tasted a pretty decently strong coffee that was, it was strong, but it wasn't bold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, hey, I'm here, but I'm leaving. I'm wondering <laughs> if we did put like a milk or creamer in there that we would taste some more of those flavor notes because it would like kind of ride the taste of the, like the, like the cream would cut the bitterness a little bit and then you'd be able to taste more of the flavor. Yes and no, because here's my thing. In my opinion, and I could be 100% off base here. I don't see people that are like tasting and judging these coffees and giving the tasting notes to them using cream. I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a 3.5. I like it. It was three. I think it was a three. Um, I think it was good. I would definitely keep drinking it. Had no issues with it. Um, but it's not one that I'd be like, oh, give me that one. Give me that one. Yeah. You know? If I saw it on a on a, on a a menu, I wouldn't order it. It was good. But once again, I, I, I said this before, if it's at the office or at a friend's house and you yes. want some coffee i would drink it oh cool thank you this was fine you know if, if there was an option between all the ones that we currently have had before on this program and we were choosing this would not be the one that I chose first right yeah it was good just very good just yeah not just not, not first choice didn't knock my socks off yeah um cool well you know same same things as usual time to time to plug uh <laughs> there it is here we go definitely make sure that uh you go ahead and rate us on apple podcasts and spotify um for as many 
great ratings as possible. Uh, five stars all the way across would be lovely. We do appreciate that. That does help us reach as many ears as possible to try to have more people join this lovely community we got growing on. Um, we did get a couple of different um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we do appreciate that. Um, I don't know if you've seen those yet. I'll have to show you later. Um, so uh, we do appreciate you taking the time to actually write that in. Um, also, once again, this is me kind of doing the micro thing from Dirty Jobs, begging you. Help us entertain you. Give us ideas. Give us things that you want us to put into our second set of 20 questions. We want to know. We want to know what you want to know about us. <laughs> Come on. And then um, make sure that you're reaching out to us on one of the three current available methods. First and foremost, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Venti underscore questions, or you can hit us up on our Instagram at Venti questions. Or if you really want to, you can hit us up at our email address, Venti questions at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Let us know, like I said, what you think, what you think that we could improve upon, and we'll throw that straight into the garbage. And then <laughs> um, let us know what you want us to talk about in the future. Uh, just to make sure that we're trying to tailor what we're doing towards what you guys like hearing. Sure, sure. Um, outside of that, next week we will be back with some more stuff on spoilers. Wait for it. Um, She-Hulk, uh -huh. episode five. Uh, we'll also definitely be talking about House of the Dragon, at least episode three, possibly episode three and four. Yeah. And hopefully some amazingly awesome news that came out of D23. We'll see. But, you know, that's what you get when you trust a mouse. You never know what you're going to get. Uh-huh. Finish him. Really? Now we're doing video game taglines? Fatality. That's from the same game. Flawless victory. That's also from the same game. It's-a me, Mario. What was it? <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> I love everything else. <laughs> 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 <laughs>